0: Chicago Fire, Impractical Jokers, Bar Rescue, South Park, Smackdown. Yes, all the shows I just listed have reached 200 episodes, and in some cases more. And today we are covering the 200th episode of Smackdown, a show I would argue firmly belongs amongst those other shows in the list I just read off to you. Welcome, folks, to the SmackDown 6 podcast. I'm your host, Matt Vaughn, and each week on the podcast, we decide to go back in time. Not too much unlike Michael J. Fox in the 1985 smash hit comedy, Back to the Future. But instead of a DeLorean, we have the WWE Network. And I'm not alone. It's more like Back to the Future 2, I guess. And my Jennifer this week is my own brother, Will Vaughn. How are you doing, Will?
1: Matt, we watch SmackDown every week to see who is in possession of the flux capacitor that allows them to be the... I don't know. Uh, I'm happy to be <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Gave up on Blake that, immediately. On that. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. Matt, 200 episodes. Who'd have believed it uh, this week on this episode of the SmackDown 6. I'm looking forward to this. We are ranking, Matt, oh, all no. 200 <laughs> Smackdown episodes starting with 200 you know it you love it it is from Poughkeepsie New York January 14th 2000 one of the worst smack are we not that, doing are,
0: that? that would be That's a very good That was probably a pretty good episode honestly and just to be clear I want to awesome make big, this crystal clear crystal clear. please Smackdown is having its 200th episode this podcast is only having its 56th episode. I was also gonna make that joke to <laughs> be like man <laughs> sure. I can't
1: believe you've done 200 episodes of this podcast It's unbelievable
0: I know I you know what will when you when we do reach 200 episodes I'll be sure to have you on and yeah, by that I mean,
2: <laughs>
1: podcast will
0: evolve into something else entirely at that point. It, it sure, yeah. No,
1: I'm telling you, it's the Teddy Long era of SmackDown. We'll, we, we'll go deep into 2008.
0: It'll be great. Uh, that could be very depressing for me. I don't know if I ever I don't know if I make it out in one piece. Uh, now, well, <laughs> if I didn't tell you this was the 200th episode of SmackDown, would you know it's the 200th episode of SmackDown? Uh they make no note it, of it. Don't make any
1: hay of the fact that it's 200. And didn't they say like two weeks ago, it's like, this is episode 198. In two weeks, we'll be celebrating our 200th episode in Orlando. I, I, I For some reason, I feel like I, I heard them talk about the fact that it was like episode blankety blank, you know, whatever. They might um, have. But it's 200... Um, now, looking back, because the 100th episode would have been, you know, kind of two years before this. Did they make any hay out of that? That would have been 2001, around july or something
0: great question very they very well may have for all we they know they
1: do they do big things for like the thousands and sometimes the hundreds but like you know smackdown 1000 1500
0: yeah 200 just struck me as one that i thought they would make note of and they didn't uh the bicentennial. now centennial so exactly i was thinking yeah. about i was like can i call it the bicentennial if it's not a year Something in there might be mean year in some sort of suffix, but I'm not totally sure. Oh, okay.
1: The centennial. Sure. Like, if you have $200, Tenial, don't you know. don't have a centennial amount of dollars. Yeah. Right. The ennial, yeah, I'm... sure. Any Latin friends out there? Any Latin majors? Actually, wait. Even Latin
0: minors. I, I think ennial means, like, year, to be honest with you. I think that actually does mean, if I'm not mistaken, Sure, yeah. We're a mil- we're I am speaking to you Matt as a millennial. I believe you are the same uh, <laughs> uh, as well. So, no, that's that's uh, true. Back when we were I w- I, w- I remember we were called Gen Y and no one ever talked about us. Then we were called millennials and then the, no one could talk anything they could not st- stop talking They, they couldn't stop talking about it. That's right. Yeah. It was now Gen the Y ones and are gen- now we're Gen Y not. And Gen Z is just they they haven't given them a name anymore.
1: No, they don't have a, a clever name. It'll be the TikTok uh, generation. Ooh boy. The TikTok generation, Matt. That's can a, you I believe can bang it?
0: On. That's a problem. I'm on. I'm grimacing right now, folks, just so you know. I'm doing the kind of thing. He's localized. turned purple.
1: Ooh. He's very large and pear, pear-shaped right now. He is uh, doing <laughs> some big...
0: <laughs> You're referencing Grimace from McDonald's. Wow. Okay. <laughs> there it is, folks. We are talking about the June 12, 2003 episode of SmackDown. It was the 200th episode of SmackDown, whether they made hay out of it or not. They taped it June 10, 2003. It was emanating from the TD Waterhouse Arena in Orlando, Florida. Uh, of course, for your favorite bank, TD Waterhouse. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I see much just what the CEO has uh, at his mansion—a Waterhouse. Waterhouse. It's just a, a, a. Is that a, part of
1: like Price Waterhouse Cooper? Was well, Waterhouse yes. just a name? Is this, like, these are three is. names probably, and then Waterhouse. Because TD, I don't think is part of Waterhouse. I, I really don't care. I but Trans- they, I don't Dominion think your bank part of it is something. Yes, it is. Yeah. There's there's well, there is still one T D stadium in the in the US. I think it's where the, the hurricanes play in North Carolina. I might be dead wrong.
0: You might be. Uh, no, or, well, or
1: no, the Boston Garden. is it the T D Garden in Boston? Yes. Yes. yes that's, that's, there we go. Just answer my own question. You can cease the emails, folks.
0: Yeah, if you want to um instead of ceasing them, what I wanna, want to you to do instead is in their current format, like don't edit them at all. Just go up and change who it's to and send it to Vince dot McMahon at com. <laughs> I
1: mean, if it's his real email address, that'd be it must great. be.
0: Now, will something we've been something we've been noting on this podcast over the yeah. last few weeks is okay. uh, the TV rating. And for okay. literal months, yes. I have said, oh. SmackDown did not beat Raw. They won't beat Raw again until June." Oh, and this folks, we have made it. Oh my God, folks, we got him. SmackDown got a three point seven. <laughs> Whoa, it's it a this big week. rating. It actually is a very big rating. It's a big um, rating. I don't know why, per se. I don't know, like, I don't know if the word got out of the main events. What happens in the main events? That's the thing. that's funny about this is that I must watched have. the show and I'm like, oh, like, like in my memory, I'm like, oh, the 200th episode of SmackDown. What happens at the main event happens at that show. I yes. presume it's a big deal. They do a big thing. It's all very exciting. But the 200th of it all is not commented on, even though there are moments in it that are significant. I would argue. Uh, Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So I was yeah, surprised by that. So uh uh yeah, we beat we're all this week. I don't know. it's three point seven is a we big did rating, it. as you can tell. We did we did it. You and I. Yeah. I mean I no, did watch th- SmackDown that week on te- on you know, on television. I don't know if I wasn't, you know, measuring the Nielsen ratings, but I don't really care. I watched but it three point
1: seven is, is high for um for either show. Like that's, that's true. Um, you know, like we're usually like low low threes in, in this era, if I'm not mistaken. Three and a half, 3.5 3. 5 is common. Three point five. So three point seven a little above average. Is it's, it's yeah. good though.
0: I bet a th- I bet a few things lined up properly. I remember at the time, like, I actually have fairly vivid memory of going home to watch this because I think I was out with mom and dad somewhere. Maybe Alex is there too. Sure. Uh, and I remember being like, "Okay, well, I'm excited to go back because I I would read the spoilers every week for SmackDown. I want to see what happened. Oh, and you the read
1: show. what what happened. Uh, right do you? Rem- uh, when we get to it, if you can remember how it was described. Uh, oh, I be wish I could.
0: Well, I mean, I, I probably. I mean, I can probably imagine it. It's what it's about. It's what you imagine. Sure. Um, yeah yeah uh, taz sums
1: uh, it up nicely when it happens <laughs> yes <laughs> or, or, or exactly. one of them does
0: we're talking about the the end of the main event tonight which we we're going to keep spoiler We'll keep unspoiled for you uh because yeah why not let's just do that let's just stick with it yeah and, no we will and so let's talk about what happened on last week's episode first. So you're situated, yeah. folks. So we have you comfortable. You know, I want you to be sitting in your chair, even though I'm I probably out walking or something. I assume you're out doing things. Driving. The no out. one is doing. No one is doing what I am describing, which is the just old school and listening. Sit in front of a and you know have the kids gather around, smoke a pipe. Yeah. Get the kids signal, like, I want to you know. listen to the, 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 the this thing radio hour, and you go, no, no, okay, just you know, go, settle down, kids. Um, you all know I listen to my SmackDown stories. Yeah, exactly. I Yeah, I assume you are doing your dishes or walking your dog or on the bus smoking or a on a run or smoking a pipe. And so what happened in last week's episode of SmackDown was that The Undertaker beat Chuck Palumbo and then chased off the FBI. Which So, of course, he has to have the feud continue because he, yeah. he beat a guy and then chased off the guys. John Cena beat Chris Benoit after Rhino actually hit Benoit with a uh, – I was going to say a lock. It's a chain with a lock on it, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, Kurt Angle returned. Big show yes. didn't like it. No. And Ray Mysterio. Bested Matt Hardy for the cruiserweight title. And he Celebrated big, with
1: little and little Dominic, whatever happened to that kid.
0: Little Dominic. Little Leah there too. Yeah. Also yeah. there.
1: Angie, but there are tears Angie, that's
0: right. Really uh beautiful. tears Literally, in her eye. Mm-hmm. They beautiful. they she genuinely cried as far as I can tell. it makes sense that she would. She didn't uh, seem they captured him.
1: Yeah, she doesn't seem that emotive, even when she was on WWE TV, kind of um. Weekly Recently. last summer. Yeah. Uh, she's not terribly emotive, but she's, just, she's fine. She's just kind of there. Uh, but obviously, you know, uh, they had Aaliyah involved in a in a storyline which they were Mysterios very happy with because they had Aaliyah taking acting lessons. So they're like, oh, we're happy to have her on TV and like part of this kind of weird Buddy Murphy storyline that just ended up getting dropped. And then, of course, Dominic is now just
0: a wrestler. He's just there every week wrestling. Just part of the roster. Skip skipped the out to NXT. He did what he could he did skip nxt that's correct yeah oh well he doesn't get to be uh well, i'm trying to think what, what ridiculous gimmick he would have had then i say ridiculous i don't have any um uh, negative emotions towards nxt 2.0 i'm fine with it yeah so let's talk about what happened on uh, uh let's talk about velocity this is what the good folks in orlando would have seen on velocity uh episode 57 of velocity not 200 Ooh,
1: not quite uh, 200
0: start a couple of dark matches a guy named ian harrison and someone who is represented on CageMatch.net as three question marks Ooh. Defeated Billy Fives, who's a local indie guy, and uh, Norman Smiley, a WCW legend.
1: WCW legend and Performance Center legend, I would say. Mm-hmm. Big time, big time trainer at the Performance
0: Center for absolutely you know, as long as they've been around. It explains why the last, you know, every wrestler for the last ten years has just screamed incessantly. It's interesting, but it's why. Yeah, and they all
1: do the big wiggle before they. Uh, <laughs> it's great,
0: and it's interesting that all the women do the worm. <laughs> Scotty Too Hotty also in the Performance Center. I think he focuses a lot on women. I've commented before, maybe not on this podcast, that I always think it's funny that Scotty Too Hotty is involved in putting together these pretty wonderful women's matches. That uh, you know, not to make star ratings to be the only thing that matters, but you know, he's probably producing matches with better star ratings than I think he's ever been in himself. Uh, oh, so good we, for Scotty. Too hot, Scott Taylor.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, everyone's uh, everyone's doing well, having a good time. I'm. I'm. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. Good for Scotty. Scotty Scotty worked what he had to the best of his ability in a wrestling ring, and he you know, he was as over as he got. He did well.
0: He did very well. And, and he was over at a very convenient time, uh, in Oh
1: wrestling. yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great for Scotty, and I'm happy that he's got a a,
0: a good gig. Ultimo Dragon continued his tour of dark matches defeating Jamie Noble. Oh, there's yeah. Jamie, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you always have a you have a chart out every week and you're kinda like, Where where are my guys at? Well, yeah, I
1: watched the episode of SmackDown, and I do kind of say, like, who was, I do kind of keep tabs on who's not there. Uh, right. So, you know, I'm always uh, a little disappointed when Jamie Noble's on, on the TV show, because he's,
0: uh, he's great. His, his peak on the show, was essentially, when the show was, that's peak. And I don't yes. know if those things are related or not related, but, you know, when well, he was around, he a Chris McChain was going to on. Yeah, well,
1: now we have a baby-faced cruiserweight champion, so hopefully Jamie can kind of stick his nose in raise business at some point. I don't remember what happens. I don't think he does. Or maybe at some point.
0: Okay, yeah, that'd be good. I'd like that. But we'll, I guess we'll see. We're going to find out. Yeah. Uh, on Velocity itself, Orlando Jordan got revenge on Shannon Moore for helping Crash Cheat and pin him last week, and he got revenge by beating him in a match in a squared circle. Okay. Uh, Orlando Jordan, I mean, I don't know if you ever have this experience, Will, but when you, you see a new guy wrestling, And you're like, all right, and you you know, at some point in the match, towards the end, you kind of crack your knuckles and go, "Hmm, I wonder where his finisher is." (laughs) And uh, in this era, I have to say, I'm I'm usually a little bit more skeptical that it's going to be any good. Yeah, Uh, I'm remembering, yeah, seeing uh, Mr. uh, Mr. Ruddy Piper's uh, buddy there. He's been like new millennium
1: wrestler, the the next world champion in anything he does. Yeah, Sean O'Hare's awful kind of reverse DVD thing.
0: I don't I, something I don't know about I don't know what it is about that move, but I really don't like it. And you know what's funny, and I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, is that Sean O'Hare, for a period of time, uh I think between WCW and WWE, uh he used the F five. Uh he, <laughs> he like kinda pioneered it, I think, in some ways.
1: Who is it? I think um, is doesn't Wardlow and AEW have the F ten? <laughs> He's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> i sorry to bring it up. No, I just, just had to bring Wardlow, who I think yeah.
0: is has great potential in this business. Of course, but uh, just stay away from that. that knows and dumb yeah.
1: No, just stay away from that. Just don't do it. So, what are you trying to Jordan's do?
0: Jordan's finisher. Yes, I'm going to describe it to you. Okay, uh, let me see if I can gets, picture it. My mind's he eye. he gets you in a rock bottom situation, okay. but mm-hmm. instead of pick picking you up and slamming you on the ground, he jumps up and sits down, presumably hurting your jaw. So kind of locking your head and jaw in, and so that you are brought down, head and jaw—you know—I guess arm, arm and jaw first onto his shoulder. Uh, you okay. kind of facing him, so almost a reverse stunner in a way.
1: Kind, of, yeah, like you're facing instead of like facing, but uh, you're both facing the same direction. You're facing toward the Tow- each other. Opponent. You're not facing the same yeah. direction. Okay. Me, sure. Yeah, it I-
0: just, it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, could I see that guy hitting that finisher in the main event of WrestleMania and covering from one, two, three, and people go wild. It's like no.
1: Right. Well, has the, a People's Elbow ever won a WrestleMania main event, too, though? Well,
0: sorry, I'm not talking about the rock bottom. I'm talking about Orlando Jordan's move specifically.
1: No, I, I know that. I know. I know that for sure. Um, I think the way you describe it sounds like it would, like, be a good kind of mid-move. mid, uh, mid move. Yeah, I'm um, okay with that. Like, so something for, in your like arsenal, but, set. like, not for, yeah. yeah, like, maybe set up a finisher, but not for, um, I don't know if that was a, a finisher finisher. I Also, speaking of Shauna here as well, like, we haven't really seen him wrestle all that much like at all, I, he had like straight. Straight considering he's
0: he's a wrestler. Like he's he's he was in WCW. Like it's not like they're they're, they're not like a Nathan Jones situation here. Uh, yeah, we're just not going to see him wrestle very much. He I want to see. Very curious anything. to see how many matches Sean O'Hare had on WWE television uh, in his entire career being uh, in WWE. Uh, uh, so
1: far, uh, we can count it on one hand.
0: Yeah, I mean, gosh, we can count it on a couple fingers. Uh, <laughs> yes, Rikishi. Oh, there Rikishi he is. Rikishi bonsai dropped, crash and pinned him. It's a rum
1: shaker, yeah. Okay, after, that's where I, Rikishi is. You don't want to I've call the rum shaker. You refuse. I
0: very intentionally avoided a rum shaker. <laughs> uh, rum time. I will continue to do it. Did it, um, Scott
1: Miller say it's rum shaking time? I hope he
0: did. I wish. I just don't want. I don't like that. I'm grossed out by a lot of what Rikishi does. I think sure. he's a good guy. Yeah. I don't like the the stink face. The rump, like like. Yeah. I don't want to hear what he does and go Ugh, right. Like I just I don't want to have that feeling. That is not a feeling I like. Uh, uh, no, I agree. Yeah, um, yes. Uh, and then Crash, Crash is not long for this podcast, folks. I'll just say this: he is—he's uh, uh, approaching his end of his WWE run. Uh, of course, the thing I have to say after that is also he's not long for this world because he does die this year, which is a tragic. Uh, does he get,
1: will re- get released it. and then he takes his own life, or
0: I believe he does. He's—I believe I was just did some research in it. He was at Stephen Richards' house. I believe his wife was just going to split up with him. Oh, and uh, things were, yeah, I'm not looking up for him, so I feel bad. But, uh, yeah, anyway, hey, folks, real quick, o- overly serious opportunity to just say, hey, if you're struggling, reach out talk to somebody. Because you need the help, get the help. Please do. do yeah. Absolutely. Spanky pinned Chad Collier. Oh, there's uh, Chad Spanky. Co- okay. Chad Collier is uh, an indie guy who has been on Velocity before. He's a magician now, if I'm not mistaken. Like, as uh, his a wrestling gimmick, like
1: Phantasma? Or, like, he's uh, actually just a straight sh- 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 musician? He's
0: a musician. He
1: like sings. Uh, is this your God? Horrible. Uh, no, he's uh, magician. Not a mag- magician or whatever.
0: You had those two things. Together. No, he's, <laughs> he, he is. He is in the year brother, 2021. Uh, yes. making a go of it as a, a magician. Oh, that's great. With, uh, corporate events and the like, and uh, yeah, yeah. probably local parties. news. And yeah, yeah. Jack Hallier. Uh, and he did a fun. Uh, Spakey did a fun thing to beat him. He got him into a kind of a hurricane Rana. But I want you to imagine. Uh, after you got after you spin after you flip the guy over the Hurricane Rana, you also gotta flip over so that your legs are bent while pinning him. You're almost doing it in a small package or a victor roll, hard to explain. But it was a very solid roll up move. It looked be- bitter, better rather than a regular Hurricane Rana would. And uh, Chad Collier did a great job. He waved his arm dramatically throughout it to show he was trying to get loose.
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah.
0: Very some, much this kind of like some, oh, think stuck. some
1: some guests on this podcast will definitely appreciate the uh, the the effort there
0: absolutely it wasn't a uh, shoulder to the gut emotionally for anybody so which is good <laughs> another, another complaint that uh, frequent guest Daniel Pettiball has but the use of shoulders to the gut when Edge would spear people
1: yeah Ryan does one on this show I always make a note of the shoulder to the gut it's one of Brock's big big moves too but he doesn't have a spear in his arsenal so it's I mean I would argue he Brock does doesn't. have a
0: spear in his arsenal he uses a spear constantly they just don't call it out like he's always spearing people I not even so. just to get them into the corner like he, he speared big show like twice in the last couple of weeks
2: yeah
0: <laughs> Uh, we have our, our wonderful, smiling, baby face Bill DeMott. <laughs> he hit his spinning reverse neckbreaker into a cutter on Canyon. It turns oh. out Bill Demont was, in fact, better than Canyon on this occasion.
1: Oh, yeah. If you we look at the website, who better than Canyon on this occasion, it was Bill DeMott. Uh, right. He's just living on velocity right now, isn't he?
0: Oh, he's there, but he's telling jokes. He's a face, which is so weird, considering that uh, he was very firmly in heel territory because of reality, really. Because he... <laughs> Because he's actually they a put bully. him on television I'm as himself, enough. yeah, <laughs> and people were like, "Wow, this guy's a dick," and yeah. it was like, "Yeah, let's boo him." And now he's like telling jokes, like he's I don't know. I don't know if Hugh Morris even told jokes. I assume he did, but uh, I think I know he just no told Vince
1: what him. his WCW name was. He probably didn't know. He's like,
0: "Oh, Hugh Morris. He should be telling jokes out there. Damn it! <laughs> damn it in there. Yeah, throwing that in there. Come on, pal. Uh, yeah, so that uh, that was it for Velocity. That was the main event there. So let's talk about this week's episode of SmackDown, a television program you did see. Uh, and we yeah. start with the video package. We run through the Cruiserweight title match between Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio last week, including what led up to it there, the, the WrestleMania match, and Rey earning his title shot by beating both Shannon Moore and Crash.
1: With a torn groin.
0: Torn groin, rough, uh, legitimately injured it during that, uh, little handicap segment there. It was weird, also weird handicap match because he had to pin both of them, which is not how handicap matches work, but it did on that occasion with very little explanation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we see a lot, we actually see a lot of the match from last week, uh, just a lot of the slower parts cut out of it, right? We see just about everything there. Uh, and we get to see, uh, Ray flip Matt over and get a jackknife pin to win the title in front of his wife and kids. And yeah. uh, it was very nice. It was a very, it was a wonderful little main event there. You know, I I've kind of complained before about how we're in this very long stretch before Vengeance, the next SmackDown pay per view, because we're doing a single brand pay per view experiment here on the podcast, or not on the podcast in WWE at the time, and uh, so SmackDown has ten full shows before the next pay per view between Judgment Day and Vengeance, and uh, they did a decent job last week of going like, hey, here's a decent match. All right, here's a here's a good, a decent show, and we got a main event that you should be excited about. And honestly, they kind of do it again here. I think so, yeah. They yeah. talk it up even though – yeah, we'll get to it here. Because we'll after we it. have that video package, we get the, the I Want It All rap intro yeah. with the guys. And uh, then the pyro goes off, yep. and we're live to tape in Orlando, Florida. And girls, good point.
1: And girls. Nitty is in it. I'm happy about that. That's
0: good. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cole tells us another chapter. We've written the rivalry. Rock Lesnar and Big Show tonight, since they've got a match, and I don't know. It's funny to say uh, that. It's always funny in wrestling whenever they're like, "Hey, here's something appealing," and it's like, "That's actually full on bummer, man. Like, don't do this." <laughs> we got Please. more of this, man. But Lesser they talk about the, they talk about that match a lot. Then you know, they they want you, you know, it is a WWE title defense tonight. They want you to care about it. I mean, I a note I made later on was just like, I just wish there was another heel they could do this with. Like, I don't, and I don't even know who it is, but I mean, they have. I mean. They have a glut of talent. I mean, it's, there's nobody else. You know, TNA is barely existing. Like, surely we have other guys you could put in there where they could be heels against Brock for a mid-pay-per-view thing.
1: I wonder but if Sean O'Hare was ahead. ever thought of as being the next guy to challenge Brock at some point. Because it is weird that Roddy Piper. is Why not? Like,
0: why the hell not? Honestly, why not?
1: Just, just you know, it, it is weird that Roddy Peppers like, he'll be the next world champion. Like, and then kind of... <laughs> based on sh- nothing. like It could have been Sean no O'Hare with, with Roddy being his mouthpiece against Brock Lesnar. I think that would be interesting for a couple weeks, you know? But they, Yeah, but they, they do not they do nothing with it, and I think Roddy as well is not long for this uh, TV show, right?
0: This is his final episode. We'll talk about it. Oh,
1: okay. Darn, what a way to go out. Oh, man. man.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Will, I, as soon as I bring it up, you're gonna, Sean O'Hare would be a perfect option. Just do that. Do that. Uh, you get an opportunity it's for Sean O'Hare. It's some stuff. different. Yeah, you know two big it, guys. I realize Roddy Piper is coming off of Judgment Day where he lost to Mr. America. But all you have to do, and this is pretty much exactly what they do with Big Show, just have Sean O'Hare come out and kill a couple guys, not literally, on SmackDown yeah. the week after and be like, whoa, he's got what's his angle there? And by the yeah. end of the night, he's confronting Brock Lesnar. You knocks him down or something, you go, Oh, what's that about? And then a few weeks you have Sean O'Hare versus Brock Lesnar, you do that. Now sure. you can't do you can't do the finish that they do here.
1: No, you can't. Um, which is like could... of,
0: which which is almost I mean, I could almost reverse engineer and justify this feud based on that finish. Right. Uh, which we'll get yeah. to. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, but in general, well, I like your choice there. And I was like, because I mean, I'm thinking, you know, getting ready for the day earlier, and I'm like, a train. He did a train. I can't. He couldn't have been him, right? Like, I'm just like, yeah, just to running the down show.
1: the roster. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, uh, you, you know, they could do F5 versus F5, different. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, you know? I think I'm trying to think if you can, if you can Google the Sean O'Hare thing. If you can Google, yeah, Google Sean O'Hare F5. See if there you can see video for it. I remember his scene is a little bit different. Um. I mean, Brock is leading into the thing of like he's tossing the guy over his, over himself essentially and falling down. I feel like yeah. Sean O'Hare has had a lot more with like he's like coming down with them. Like it a lot again. made of like him falling, like he's falling backwards more so in like a very intentional way. Uh, I remember okay. seeing it. I'm trying to remember where, but we'll I feel have like to,
1: Brock kind of does that too, though. He kind of falls to the F5 too, but. He sometimes.
0: does. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's more so than that. Does that make, if that can make any sense? I guess <laughs> I'll like, have to, I, sure. agree I, mean, I guess so, I'll have to take a look at it. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, we we start off with a match here, and it's going to be Rey Mysterio against Matt Hardy for the Cruiserweight title.
1: This has to be like the the shortest uh, uh, span between uh, for like a rematch clause in WWE history. It was the last match on the last show we saw, and it's the first match on this one.
0: I wonder if that's ever, this has even happened before. It's the thing I wondered. I wrote that down where I was like, has a show this, ever ended with one show as the main event and opened the show the next week with the exact same match? Not a gimmick. Yeah. Nothing. truly nothing different about
1: it. Just, just just a rematch. Well, except for who, who holds the title in, in this instance. And, uh, you know, Matt Hardy, we'll get to it, but he's showing a very different uh, side, Matt, Mattitude. He, it looks like he's undergone a attitude adjustment of sorts.
0: Oh, yeah, not in a good way either. That's right. In uh, a mean way. He, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a whole attitude here. Um, now we start off, we see, we see Ray pop out of the set. He's got his cruiserweight title on. He poses with in every corner of the ring.
1: He comes out and- of like this. Uh, so the, the sets on the floor, uh, this week and, uh, he pops out of like, uh, it's kind of like they make it like an aggro crag, like little area of like mm-hmm. broken glass that he jumps out of. And then he just walks down some stairs and then he's down on the floor. Like who's that jumping? He's like, Hey, so it's always funny that they have to make the, like, they just can't. I think aside from like some Royal Rumbles where he just kind of runs out, I think he just ran out at Royal Rumble, didn't he? They didn't have like a platform for him. I know they had a platform for him at like Backlash, but it is funny they always have to like right. just for this one guy. It's like he's got to jump because we say in the song, "Who's
0: that jumping out the sky? He's got to jump.
1: You can't it's just come like out. Who's
0: that, who's that coming up from around the curtain, see <laughs> right He's through gorilla position. It wouldn't work. It'd be a problem. It'd be a problem. Fuckin' my
1: Vince McMahon. He owns now, we'll- the WWE.
0: Can I can I just backtrack real quick to get you to look at your texts because I'm sending you oh, no. Sean here doing the F five, Okay. Uh, which appears to have been on SmackDown. Um, I, I'm, well, I'm not. I can't make a lot of sense of it. But if you want to watch this, it's a little uh, GIF or a video here. Oh, this uh, is uh,
1: okay. Yeah, he's yeah. screaming. He's got the guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he just kind of does more of a turn turn with them. I, I would say. Yes. He doesn't kind of like stand. Yeah. He does. He does. He looks, looks the hard camera. Does the scream and then this guy. Who is that on? It looks like AJ Styles. Uh
0: uh, uh it, does, it, does, it looks like modern AJ Styles in a weird way. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. But that that's back in the
1: uh invasion era uh SmackDown. That's right.
0: Um yeah, anyway, that's there probably we go. the one
1: hundredth episode, actually.
0: <laughs> it actually very well could have been. Could have been. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, but very yeah, interesting. Sorry. Yes, thank you. There we go. Back to Ray and Matt and their match, everything like that. Now before uh, Matt comes out, we see Matt Hardy talking with Crash and Shannon Moore, and he blames him for his loss last week. He says they are not a lot of ringside, and he beats them up and leaves. So yeah, he's, my, not my, his,
1: he's not wearing his V1 shirt. And right. uh, oh, yeah. I, I really like how he comes out here. He comes out like a changed uh, person. Something big has changed in his life, and he's a changed man for it. He comes out with a super intense look on his face. It's great.
0: Also, obvious from physical appearance, Ray Mysterio's got some really ugly leopard print tights on. I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I like what awesome. Ray wears often. I like I when Ray's wear. he wears all one color, like a nice red or the silver. And then these look like trash. He I, goes for a hard
1: pattern here. And, uh, it, you know, in modern Ray, these would all be like the Louis Vuitton logo. I don't know how you phrase yeah. that. It's insane. But, yeah, he looks – it's leopard print pants and mask with, like, orange 619 down the leg. It looks awesome. <laughs> no, it, looks, it, look, it looks pretty bad. It looks and pretty bad. <laughs> but you know what? If, if you're Ray and you have, like, 40 million outfit changes, you know, they're not all going to hit. They're not all going to hit. It's you one know. of those
0: ones where someone explained the concept of like, well, it's, le- it's leopard print, but there's also some orange on it. I think I would in that moment go, oh, it sounds like that. That sounds bad.
1: <laughs> I would. Uh, what else do we have? How about uh, blue? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, okay let's do blue. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's because you could also, you could, have, you could have a navy blue, you could have a dark blue, you could have a baby blue, you could have oh, a blue. yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, chartreuse.
0: Baby blue, adult plain. blue, elderly blue. Oh, <laughs> Dead options. blue. Good. Robin uh, blue, Batman blue, Joker blue. Navy blue, uh, uh, army sorry, blue. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Robin Force egg blue. blue, Batman egg blue, Joker egg blue. <laughs> it's such a
1: joke. Really, really reaching for the joker right
0: Navy blue, Army blue, Air Force I said blue. that one Everyone, You did? It. Oh, no. Folks, we're asking these
1: horrible jokes. Check the tape. I, mut- I muttered that one in
0: there. Oh, God. <laughs> it's very, very bad. Uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, only one <laughs> Matt fact this week. Matt is too handsome to wear a mask like Ray. Yeah. Again, these Matt facts
1: are getting really lazy. Like, it's The too ones bad. last week were too weren't. We're, it's like, Matt's
0: good. Ray sucks. Basically, it's like, okay. Matt is on SmackDown, 7 8 Central on UPN. Like, this is supposed okay. to be like
1: Matt likes uh, spaghetti with root beer poured over it or something. It's got to be something like really yeah. weird. But but this is all just like stuff. Like, Matt's coming out to wrestle.
0: Yeah, Matt was an extra in Johnny Mnemonic. Okay. That would be one, right? Like, like you have to do weird <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, and so Matt attacks Ray quickly. Then the bell rings and Matt grabs the belt and mm-hmm. stares at it.
2: Yeah, I like and that Reagan, too.
0: Yeah. It's good storytelling watch to be like, look, no, really, this is what he's focused on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Ray, Ray gets an early opportunity for a 619, but Matt evades it and he gets a variation of a side effect on him there. And then uh, Ray and Matt Tesla on the second rope, and Ray gets a bulldog from the top rope from there. And then Matt hits a side effect, and shortly after, Ray counters one and covers him for two. And Ray gets his springboard sent on onto Matt, uh, but that gets countered. Uh, and at one point, uh, Ray goes for a kind of leapfrog, but he, he tweaks his groin, which hmm. we mentioned he uh, he pulled a couple weeks ago. Uh, featured promo in the match last week, where he won yep. the title. Um, now, Ray still manages to get six one nine, and he drops the dime with a springboard leg drop, but only gets two. And so, yeah, we got, I don't know if it's the result of Ray being injured per se. Maybe he's, not he's swinging his legs as hard because he's slow.
1: Yeah, he's slow to cover. Yeah, there, yeah.
0: He's, he's he's a lot of ginger movement. Yeah, you know, well, ginger. he's wearing he is wearing orange. <laughs> is, just to be cl- clear, will are you referencing our childhood cat? Uh, yeah, or just yeah, ginger orange. <laughs> okay, that's better. Okay, we had a cat when we were younger that was an orange cat named Ginger. Yeah, named and ginger, I thought that's your reference. Sure. Okay, you're making the, you know, the I just the, mean like
1: ginger hair is orange like a redhead? Red, okay, yeah,
0: yeah. I thought you were being incredibly that's why we specific. we called her that. We did. That's why. I, I mean, we didn't call her Ginger out of nowhere.
1: Uh yeah, Ginger out of nowhere. That's when she'd hit the RKO.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Uh Matt gets Ray into a power bomb, but uh Ray pops get he gets popped off onto the turnbuckle. So Matt grabs him again and gets a splash mountain power bomb. Then only gets two. I gotta say, someone's gonna steal the splash mountain power bomb as a finisher today. Why would you not? It's like Razor's edge into a power bomb. It's cool.
1: It looks it's really cool.
0: Cool move. Uh only gets two for Matt Hardy, so Matt's eyes he's, he's, are wild again. Yeah he's wild when he came out, he's got I feel freaked out again. So Matt goes for a twist of fate, uh, but Ray grabs onto the rope so Matt can't drop him down, which looks good. And so that's something that they've, people have done before, which I like. Decent counter for like a cutter or a DDT thing is like you are physically stopping them from dragging you to the ground by holding onto something. Yeah. And it works out pretty well.
1: I think so. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
0: And so Ray gets to the uh, uh, top rope, and he gets a diving Hurricane Rana, West Coast pop for the one, two, and three. And so it's a good cool match was a fun match?
1: Quick, quick, of a fun, kind of an awkward, uh, like, kind of roll there again. It's Matt Hardy. We've talked about how Matt's kind of a little, maybe a little clumsy, a little sloppy. Uh, Not the best. Um, Maybe the the Spanky one earlier in the night was a better kind of uh, version of that. Um, Clean. But, uh, but yeah, fun, fun, hot opener, and uh, yeah, Ray with the cruise away title. It just makes sense. People freaking love this guy. He's great.
0: They do love him. I. I I hesitate only because it makes me a bit sad knowing that uh, it's kind of a step down for Ray, where Ray was in a real great position with main event feuds and when the tag titles are essentially a main event title uh, over the fall there. Uh, And so if this feels like, it does feel like a step down, even though you're 100% right that Ray Mysterio is, he he is a constant cruiserweight. He's he's one of the greatest of all time. Cruiserweight wise, maybe he's the obvious greatest of all time. Um, Maybe that is also speaking to my ignorance of both Japanese wrestling and Mexican luchador wrestling as clearly... um, you know, probably El Santo or somebody like that is actually probably the greatest cruiserweight of all time. But I have to throw Ray in there as a modern example, at least.
1: Maybe El Santo is a little bigger. I did. I did just watch uh, the film Coco and I was happy to see El Santo.
0: El Santo is <laughs> so great representation in that film. Actually. In,
1: that, in that film. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, ask around. I think maybe a lot of people, you know, would agree. Ray probably is one of the best, even uh, above some of uh, these these other legends.
0: I mean, easily just, just... one of the best. He's, it, like, objectively, he's oh, one of the best. And but he may longevity. not be the best. I mean, he's,
1: he's got, like, a 25-year well, career. It's insane.
0: It's, well, he, and he wrestles. I mean, it's not, he doesn't wrestle dangerously, but he's the kind of guy where if you're watching everything he does. If, in 2003, if yeah. you were watching with me and you're like, when when is he going to stop wrestling? And I was like, well, he was wrestling in 1995, so yeah. I don't know. If he was wrestling in 2010, that'd be pretty incredible. Yeah, I was going to say, but like, like five or six wrestling. more
1: years, and yeah he's, still, yeah, he's still going. It's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Coming up tonight, there's an arm wrestling contest between Zach Gowan, who's Mr. America's one-legged buddy, yep. and WWE chairman Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince. And if Zach wins, oh, he gets man. a contract. <laughs> and if Vince wins, well, we'll see what happens. This is Here using
1: Vince's um, his evil uh, wearing the suit um, uh, kind of animation. I like that Zach Gowan doesn't have a WWE contract. He's not a WWE superstar at all. And yet he's just around, and he has an animated uh, promo photo that we use. Uh, So, like, what do you get when you get a contract? Like, do you have to wrestle every week? Is that the rule? Like, what's the rule?
0: Well, the the thing I'm thinking right now is that I don't know how Zach Gowen is affording to do this. Like, he is—he's got to fly himself
1: around. Yeah, he's got to fly himself around to these different arenas. He flew himself to uh, where were we two weeks ago? Uh, In Florida again. For some reason, they went Florida, <laughs> Anaheim, Florida.
0: Uh, these oh last gosh. three weeks, uh, they hate but... money. They just want to throw money away. <laughs> in they theory, hate they're doing money. house shows in I don't know uh, uh, Mississippi and Texas and, and New-, well, New Mexico, te- and no, Arizona. No, Texas.
1: Texas is coming up. Texas is next week. They they oh, heavily promote the the Texas matches. Uh, for uh, they mentioned it during Undertaker's match. That he's going to headline all the all the shows in Texas. I,
0: oh, you've done it now. God, they're a big in, mistake. they're, in,
1: oh, they're gonna, in Lubbock. I mean.
0: Lubbock. Corpus I mean, Christi.
1: Lubbock or Lee. Yeah, Corpus Christi San Antonio is going to be home of SmackDown next week. Oh, that um, sounds good. But but I digest. Um uh, yeah, yes. the, the Zach How, the Zach what? Gown thing's funny. Yeah. Uh, I
0: mean for the for whole thing, reasons. yeah, it's it's not even funny, huh? It's just yeah. It's funny it's almost sad funny. Security is it is sad. And so we come back from a commercial and we find ourselves in a Piper's Pit segment. Yeah. Uh, Roddy Piper's already already in the ring with his leash, Sean O'Hare. Yeah, New Millennium Wrestler. Uh, <laughs> laid out in front of them is a spread of food that includes both Mexican food and sushi, which I, in that moment, I was like, I guess I know who's going to come down to the ring here.
1: <laughs> very, This table is very clearly laid out in two different um, cultures. They have uh, a couple of Mexican sombreros, a couple of I don't want to call them rice hats, but I, I guess that's what they can be called. I think it's what, like, is what they're called. It is what they're called. It just sounds awful saying that. It um, does sound
0: awful saying I understand anyway,
1: that. Anyway, so there's a couple of sombreros, Um, One side of the table with tacos and tequila and a Mexican flag sitting there. The other side of the table, obviously, Japanese flag. You got sushi. You got a couple bottles of sake and a couple of rice hats uh, sitting there. So, gosh, Matt, who could it possibly be? And, I mean, right away, I was like, this is Roddy Piper with a racially charged segment. Should I look forward to this? What's going to happen? And
0: this isn't the reason he got fired, which is a remarkable thing. You have a situation here. A well, powder cake kind of situation,
1: exactly. This is just written for him too, right? Like some, yeah. he, it
0: wasn't his idea to have
1: this table here. I mean, they're just like, oh, we'll have Tajiri and Eddie. Uh, we got one who's a Mexican. He's not. He's from El Paso, but and <laughs> he's then uh, a Mexican descent. He's a Mexican, Mexican descent. I Sorry, from. yeah. I, will, I mean, that's kind of inarguable. But he's not. He's not a Mexican citizen, as far as I know, which is the important. And thing. then and then Tajiri, who's just uh, you know a Japanese uh, uh, superstar, so. And he's like, these are the two things you know about these guys. Like, again, it's the kind of Japanese wrestler thing where it's like, if you're a Japanese wrestler in WWE, your gimmick is you're Japanese.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's what it is. I will say, I will say, looking at that spread – I was like, you know what? I would be very happy to spend, you know, ten minutes sampling what we got here. You know, I, if I was like at some for sort of sushi,
1: I can't trust that the tacos and uh, is are, are still hot, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. It needs to be, they need to be in those trays, right? Those like buffet trays, like yeah, with the that's a good point. They, they Sushi be can be thing. cold, that's fine. Tequila yeah. uh, is is uh, Jose Cuervo, so
0: like the bottom of the barrel uh, tequila they got going on there. Yeah, well, I mean, they're gonna bust out the big bucks for that. And so, yeah, Friday Piper calls down the WWE Tag Team Champions, Eddie Guerrero and Tajiri, Uh obviously. And so they come down in a green lowrider. Yeah. And uh, Eddie, is he's happy to be on Piper's pit, and he likes a spread of food, but he asks if Piper has a, a loaded burrito. <laughs> I love the infamous coconut. Now I will say the coconut was not loaded; it just was a coconut.
1: It was actually not. It was actually um, unloaded. Very unloaded.
0: Yes, <laughs> nothing. a loaded coconut where it's just filled with concrete, and they like, can't lift it. It's like a. It's like an Atlas stone. <laughs> this Mark Henry comes out.
1: He like breaks the world record in lifting up a coconut. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Piper asks Eddie if Sean O'Hare can hold Eddie's belt.
1: What a weird and, question. Can I, I hold I mean, your belt. What this whole segment I gotta, is built around holding the belt. It's so I got a weird. kick out of it. Honestly, it is funny like, though.
0: It's just like the whole thing is like kind of dumb. <laughs> it's but really not in a dumb. way that like is insulting. So Eddie says no, <laughs> and now Sean O'Hare after after Piper asks that he's like, "Hey, can you grab your belt?" Sean O'Hare reaches out to grab Eddie's belt in a very kind of like well, obviously you're going to give it to me kind of way. Like he's reaching in a very presumptive <laughs> way for the belt, like. Roddy Papers made an obvious request of you. You're going to say yes. So just you want to hand that yeah, over? That would yeah, be fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, it was a transaction. Funny. Uh, Eddie says that John O'Hare can hold his maracas, and there are maracas on the table. But I assume there are means maracas. Else.
1: He means his yes. Thank you.
0: To yeah. <laughs> however, yeah, happily trades his belt for some sushi. Yeah, and he just gives him some belt, the belts. The sushi is sitting t-
1: there in front of him. He doesn't have to trade. You can just he like, like, take he, the sushi. Great
0: point. Great He's point. To Maybe steal. T- Come on, to Right. Maybe he's just like, it's, it just seems so uh, he wants to respect his guests or his host rather. I can see that potential. Uh, And so Sean O'Hare says he's not going to give the belt back because he, because they lied, (laughs) lie, cheat and steal. That's right. And Eddie gets hot. Uh, They try to diffuse things though by doing shots of tequila Shots and, uh, like
1: like half full like styrofoam cups of tequila. These are these are, <laughs> these are not shot. These are not one ounce. shots. doubles at least, right? Is what you're oh, thinking? these are
0: like uh, quintuples. <laughs> these
1: are he, Roddy asked for. He's like, ah, give me, got him out. give me more, give me more. He asked for like a
0: whole lot of tequila in his cup. Oh boy! And so something I really enjoyed was that they put drink the tequila and then Tajiri t- spits the tequila into Piper's face just like he would his missed. Yeah, and So Piper is taken out by this tequila to the eyes, which should probably not be that much fun. To come and think which of it. Michael
1: Cole calls sake. Oh, he's saying okay, interesting. He's he like, it he was sake like, oh, he, he gets a face full of sake, sake in the eye. He says, I, I see really with tequila though. I yeah, absolutely tequila in both glasses. Yeah,
0: and so Eddie grabs his own belt and he hits Sean O'Hare with that to get the other belt back. And, and so the table
1: over, it's the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and so Eddie Chigri leaves victorious, having uh, you know, having a funny little encounter with Sean O'Hare and Roddy Piper and. Weird little Will. short little segment. That is it for Roddy Piper on this podcast. And I want to tell you folks why. Uh, Roddy Piper got in hot water with WWE management because he made some comments during an episode of HBO's Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. And uh, they were focusing on a spat of wrestlers who died prematurely. They're just you know, And this was something that, especially at this time when you're watching Wrestling Fan, you're like, yeah, what's with all the wrestlers who die at like 40? That's not yeah. how usually when people die. They usually die much later than that. And uh, this is what Piper said, and I'm going to quote him here. They're all dialing sorry, <clears throat> they're all dying early and nobody cares about it. They take them and they screw them up so much. They being the rational promoters I've gone through in 30 years. Now, if you're a guy who is currently employing Roddy Piper and you employed Roddy Piper for multiple times over the last 30 years, you're kind of being lumped in with, uh, you know, people who don't care about wrestlers, uh, saying they screw them up so much. And uh, because it re- reflected pretty badly on Vince, pretty – I mean, pretty p- poor choice of words on Rodney Piper's part. Yeah. Uh, and it happened on a, a, you know, pretty reputable sports program. It's HBO. I mean, you know, HBO has, um, you know, a lot of subscribers at the time, I'm sure, too. And so they fired him. So Rodney Piper was, was fired between – I believe between SmackDown – this SmackDown and the one next week. And – um, no, just because, uh, yeah. sorry,
1: just because that episode of the show aired. Because I imagine he probably yeah. shot that episode like months ago. Obviously, they wouldn't know he said that until they yeah, saw like, the, the episode, and then became yeah. public, and then obviously.
0: Hey, yeah. hey, Rodney, what, what did you say on HBO's Real Sports with uh, Brian? Gerber? Oh, he was fine. You know, I told
1: head. him you were great.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, now it's funny. I'm pretty sure WWE also made some allusions to uh, Piper having a bit of a drug problem this time, which was I was I had a hard time corroborating that. Uh, we did my research, but that was also kind of the vibe is that WWE was like, yeah, he also has to work on some personal demons. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. So they're kind of also being like, yeah, he's been, he's, he's doing stuff on the weekend that he shouldn't be. Uh sure. no, no, that's so this is, this is mid 2003. Piper's back in 2005, less than two years later. He's to be inducted yeah. into the WWE Hall of Fame. He even has a tag team, right? Sorry, a tag title run with Ric Flair in 2006. So he wasn't even gone for good, but he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's gone for this podcast and, I'm honestly not going to miss him that much. I haven't enjoyed a lot of his segments the last few uh, last few podcast episodes and that's to say nothing against the guy period. I mean obviously a talented performer, a huge uh huge reformer and uh, you know was was in Hollywood there for a little bit as well, doing some good stuff and has had acting gigs throughout time so I got to respect that as well. Yeah, and uh, he was just unfortunately part of like some really stupid
1: stuff on the show, like all the Mister yeah. America stuff, and uh, they lump him with Sean O'Hare for just seemingly no reason. It just—that's
0: why like, I picked
1: you. Yeah, they I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just have him, have him to have him. I guess right. It's like, oh, we got Roddy Piper. What are you gonna do with him? Ah, he'll have one match and then uh, manage a guy. Yeah, okay. uh, it's
0: is, is it a good fit the management thing. It's uh, not really. It's weird. It's weird. Makes fit. no sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. We basically abandoned the other guy's entire gimmick that we've been doing since January. So, you know, yeah. we have i that going what,
0: on. A, also, funny that as soon as it's announced that he wanted to partner someone with Evil, we immediately were like, well, Vince would be the one you should actually partner with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Actually, because it would almost be more fun right now if Vince had muscle like if vince was going well, around and he had like i don't shine. know
1: we find out on this episode vince doesn't need muscle my friend
0: oh gosh okay sorry poor choice of words i guess Very um, poor
1: choice of words. no they, they should have put roddy back on commentary he was there when the undertaker debuted look at the size oh, of that ham hock it was
0: great i will just said that and i just want you guys to know that i my eyes widened with with great fear um <laughs> i could do that but honestly yeah, ernest er- cat miller's on velocity so what's the worst that could happen
1: what is the worst that could happen exactly? No, we got yeah, so to Matt in the audience, is kind of looking at The Undertaker and just being scared.
0: Yeah, He's a big scary man. It was scary. And we see Sable, she's backstage, she's working on a laptop. When Stephanie comes in, <laughs> and it's uh, she says like she was she was looking book. for yes, exactly. She's looking for Zach Gowen's contract, but she didn't find it. <laughs> uh, the computer, but she did say that she, Stephanie, was she did see rather that Stephanie was going to bring back the United States title.
1: And Steph just says. Thanks for ruining the surprise, but yes, Sable, I am bringing back the U.S.
0: What a weird way to do it! I'm I'm watching this show and I feel insane because that because they're pointing out like, oh, Sable ruined the surprise. I'm like, you ruined the surprise. You this ruined- is how you an- <laughs> this is how you announce the U.S. title. Like, I don't want to be I don't want to kind of blow up into a spot here, but wrestling is fake. You don't. None of this has to happen on purpose. You could do a whole. You could like. Stuff to come out like I have a big surprise for you when you show him, like, here's all the guy Lex Luger and DDP Likes. and all these famous US champions and go the the, the glory is coming back the US title
1: yeah like SmackDown
0: like oh my gosh but instead it's it's Sable being like I saw in your email you had a uh, a subject line was uh, new belt design question mark and you emailed the guys and said where is it question mark question mark <laughs> we want to debut it in two months question mark question mark <laughs>
1: Uh, Like, have Sable be like, oh, Steph, I saw in your email that the main event tonight was so-and-so against so-and-so. Well, thanks for ruining the surprise, Sable. But yes, in fact, Brock Lesnar that... will go up against the FBI. And, you know, it could that be something like that. You're right. Like, that. that's fine, because we know that that these two are paired together. And now, gosh darn it, I'm sure Steph doesn't like the fact that uh, Sable works for her. But it does give Sable a job, which we were always questioning on this show. So, so, so far, Steph's had like two assistants, I guess. Uh, Don Marie and, uh, and Sable. Well, wasn't Stacy like one of her, like kind of a demi-assistant or something as well? Didn't Stacy kind of work she, for her-ish? Prior to, uh, betraying her, yes, she was in fact oh, also as the betrayal, was. yes, of course. Mm. So Steph's had, uh, a number of, a litany of assistants, uh, so he, far.
0: You know, when, when Torian, uh, Stacey Keeler were were fighting throughout Backlash. I think it was Backlash we watched it. It was that. Backlash where they fought. Stephanie backstage. should have been encouraged. She Should have been like, here's some brass knuckles, like give St- give Steph- Stacy some from me because she betrayed s- me. She betrayed me six months ago.
1: I stole this uh what was the thing that Scott Hall used? It wasn't it was a taser, but it was like just a cattle right? yeah okay. Still, this cattle prod here. Use this. Yeah,
0: as Still only Stacy can sell it, like uh, Goldberg did. She has to do it exactly <laughs> the way Goldberg did at Starrcade '98. I can't I believe.
1: And didn't Mountie have a shock stick as well? I can't believe I thought that mm-hmm. was real. What an idiot! Well, Rich. I was like six, but like un- unbelievable. That just you see, like it's the the best. It's the best wrestling weapon to use because it's all just like just poke a guy and he has to be like ah, I'm being electrocuted. Yeah, look at that.
0: I've seen uh. I've seen Roddy Piper uh, get out of the Mountie's shock stick when uh, when he he took off his shirt and revealed he had like some sort of like padding in between and I'm pretty sure he dumped some water on the Mountie and then shocked him which is oh. supposed to be like oh it's supposed to hurt more but I mean yeah you're making a face right now which is in theory that would kill him right like he's a little bit so. like it's too far <laughs> it's not that different from being like Roddy, but like he goes under the ring and he sees a kendo stick in a in a in a garbage can and he pulls out. A revolver. And he loads it up. <laughs> I mean, like it's not, it's not that different, really, what he's doing. Or like he gets he gets some, like a huge cartoon bottle of cyanide and he pours it in the water and gives it it's to a him. Or jug something. with three X's on it. And he's like,
1: no. <laughs> well, then the Undertaker uh, didn't Dragons Gonzalez try to like uh, use ether on the Undertaker at WrestleMania nine? Wasn't that the deal? He's, and I think
0: that even though even though it was outside, excited, <laughs> like oh, I can smell
1: it from here. <laughs> you, you
0: have to do that at wrestling. You always have to be like, oh, it's chloroform. Oh, it stinks. Oh man!
1: And you see the front row of kids, and they're all like, "Yay!" Like yeah. they're not selling the smell. It's nothing. It smells like nothing. And I would just love saying I... it smells like it.
0: I would uh-huh. love if I knew. I've always at a live wrestling show, and I knew the commentators were saying something was chloroform, and I could like pretend like cover my shirt with my face, <laughs> and I like trying to do like a whole like trying to get a thing wet, like it's mustard gas, and I'm trying to survive like a <laughs> just World War. The front war of row thing. of that show oh. is all
1: like the jacked performance center people being <laughs> like, "Oh, it's like NXT during the COVID era, right? Where it's all just like yeah. all the perform, you know, just people you recognize. There's Zaylee just standing there cheering for this match. This is like right. them in the front row, like, "Oh God, it smells, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so <laughs> like, obvious it's, that they're like, gonna walk the smell they're, they're they'll open each other and like it stinks right the person's like i know although they all have maybe like-, like they'd be like i can't smell anything and you'd be like okay six feet actually You're gonna get to do six <laughs> i'll feet get again. out of
1: hey man too soon uh uh yeah sorry no that uh and they're all wearing like just the newest version of the shirt they all have at least three preach uh pieces of merch on them like this is insane <laughs> this is yeah nice. i know
0: i i can't believe this the brand new <laughs> damien pre-shirt like this is this is insane nxc 2.0 it's brand new uh, it's the stickers on it. Like that. This is just, pretty, a Braun Breaker shirt. Yeah, oh. I was going to say,
1: just all these like, like just graduated college
0: size, like football players. Like, oh, this is nuts.
1: Can't believe I didn't get drafted. I got to do this.
0: Exact. Uh. <laughs> so, he's still wearing like an Oklahoma State thing. He's like, oh, there <laughs> go. Knocked off a squad this year. So, Stephanie, Stephanie and Sable are still talking. Stephanie says she doesn't need an assistant. That's uh, right. And she. And she, and she also said that Sable won't out-connive her.
1: And out-manipulate is, her, yeah.
0: Yeah, which is like a backhanded <laughs> self-compliment because you're kind of like, look, you may I, I can be a manipulative oh, monster more so than you. And it's like, this is great.
1: That was uh, also the the um, survivor thing, right? Outlast, outwit, outplay, out-connive, out-manipulate. out Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was about to start doing uh, a- Actually, yeah, out-connive
1: like, is what uh, Knives Out is called in uh, France. Anyway, Matt, what were you going to say? Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> I was going to start doing the, the survivor like throat singing thing, but I stopped because I was like, I don't think that's culturally sensitive anymore. For me to pretend to be doing uh, what I imagine to be kind of like a Polynesian kind of like, uh, oh,
1: yeah, I wonder thing. what
0: the story is there.
1: Let's go back and cancel Jeff Probst. Take that, Jeff.
0: I'm sure Jeff Probst has only ever been uh, good to people. The um, white is eyes.
1: Oh, was there a thing? Okay, never
0: mind. No, I mean, I would. That's what. Unfortunately, he's just <laughs> one of those guys. Where if somebody was like, Somebody was like, oh, Jeff Probst was like, you know, a hostile work environment was toxic. He like treated women badly. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I believe it. I don't know. I don't, like, it's not like I don't believe you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I will say, Stephanie's like, I don't need an assistant. And it's like, you are the GM of a successful wrestling brand. You actually almost certainly need an assistant. Like, there, are, I know people who are much less important than Stephanie who have assistants. Also, like uh, you, your
1: dad is kind of retaking over the show. So, I don't know if you have more power or less power. It definitely seems like she has less power now because Vince is like, you know, I'm taking over, damn it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe she's got a she lot can, less, you know, less that she has to deal with.
0: She should have more. She should be more seeking the trappings of power. The situation. She should be like more like. yes, assistance. Ah, I'm gonna start yeah. showing up late. I'm gonna have my food ordered to me. I'm gonna That's have right. you know things. I wanna have people report to me and tell me things and start micromanaging more. I think that would make more sense.
1: I'm gonna think it's okay that Roddy Piper said that on Real Sports Talk with Brian gummel. I'm gonna keep him around.
0: Yeah, I lo- actually I love it. I think it's great what he said about <laughs> promoters like you, Dad. I think it's cool. Didn't say anything about me. <laughs> Uh, so, this next match, and I'm oh, very yeah. excited to say, is this next A-Train match, versus
1: Billy Gunn. Yeah, this next match, I saw it on the WWE Network uh, segment thing, and I was like, wait, am I watching the right episode? Because <laughs> the photo of it also has Mr. Uh, Gunn. I almost let the spoiler slip there. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yes. It's a very uh, classic gear. First of all, this whole thing is just
0: weird. So, yep. Matt, it's A-Train yes, it versus is. <laughs> Billy Gunn. Who's the first person to come out, Matt? Uh, I don't – I believe it's is it Billy Gunn who comes out? For, oh, no, sorry. Yeah, well, well Tori Wilson comes down.
1: Yeah. Our special yeah. guest ring announcer, Tori Wilson. Now, we know yeah, she's sh- not competing uh, in a bikini contest or a wrestling mask. because she's wearing uh, kind of this blue one-piece thing. So she's kind of like yes. casual, like, I'd wear this anyway on a Thursday.
0: Right. Uh, and as she's coming down to the ring, Colin Taz announced it's going to be a diva search this year.
1: 2003 diva search. The first one
0: – I believe so. They say any female fan of WWE can be entered to become a diva, and they've, there's so many reasons for females to watch the show at this point.
1: Now, did you research who won this? Because I did. Of course, I did. Yes, okay. Uh, now, yes. Uh, no, go ahead.
0: Yeah. So the this year they didn't get a contract. This the, the person just won a, a photo spread at WWE magazine, and it was uh, a woman named uh, Jamie Cope. Copey, maybe hard yeah, to say, but from Langley, uh, BC. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you should if you can find her, let me know. Well, because I'd be interested. That's in creepy.
1: Yeah. I'm not gonna do that, but I appreciate you uh, <laughs> asking that. It's yeah,
0: also she doesn't ask to just be like, "Hey, you were uh, you modeled for a magazine?" And she'd be like, "Yep." I found like, I found cool. only like
1: one Instagram account, which can't be her because it's just yeah, like okay. some of the uh, photoshoot photos, and it's it has 1,300 followers still. It's like two photos of her photoshoot, and it says like, "I used to be a fitness model," and it says, "I will be back maybe," and like. Creepy, don't make accounts for for other people who aren't you. That's just a, a weird, stupid thing to do. Um, but looking at the diva search in um, further years, I know we know the diva search is very stupid because, uh, uh, you know, it, it just is. Uh, but a lot of uh, longtime hangarounds in the wrestling industry were discovered with the diva search.
0: Oh, there's lots in there. There was a ton. I remember the. Uh, I, I was going through the list of them, and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay,
1: okay." Marisnelis, Christy Hemi, yeah, yeah. Amy Weber, who's uh, on TV for a little bit, but like Canellis is, you know, still around. Uh, Hemi, I believe, still around. Uh, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. Yeah. Layla. Yeah. One. Uh, Candice Michelle. Uh, uh, Candice Michelle. Uh, Michelle McCool. Cool. Uh, McCool. McCool. Kansas. Yeah. you. Kansas. Heard, yeah. Oh, okay. Boy. We're on. We're on one today, Matt. We are We're on, on a wavelength.
0: We're <laughs> uh, now, I like... they Tori Wilson, our, our guest ring announcer, special guest ring announcer. Yeah, she's got uh, a, she, her trademark lollipop that she has she says, in the SmackDown intro. She says this match is scheduled for one fall. Yeah, she does. Like in a real Valley Girl kind of voice. It's like, all right, great. Uh, Tori says, A-Train is 350 pounds, and he's a dreamboat if ladies love body hair.
1: <laughs> I'm a bald man with body hair.
0: Which, I mean, again would do it for some people. Now, and I'm confident. There's some I, I, who out there who'd be like, uh, yes, please.
1: I think Tori's taking a page out of Sable's book here because you remember Sable weeks ago when she <laughs> would announce Tori as weighing in as you know far too much. Yes, a, a big bloated uh you know dizzy Gillespie face. Um Tori is editorializing her her intros here, which Tony Chimmel never does. Tony Chimmel's not like from Westbury, Massachusetts. He looks real chisel at 250 pounds. John Cena.
0: Look at Chimmel. Um I just wanna oh by the way, at the time of recording, I just want to pay our respects for the uh, former SmackDown Ring announcer who has since been let go, whoever liked was it was it Hamilton the guy? Greg Hamilton. The Hamilton.
1: Universal Champion. Yeah, Greg Hamilton. Yeah, he was on I, I liked for him a long time. Doing. Um, we noticed he had like a weird moment at Summerslam when he was announcing um, uh, Gable Stevenson and uh, the other medalist. Like, so sorry, I can't remember her name. But he had kind of like a weird kind of tick. Um, there's one thing I remember about Greg Hamilton. No, he was solid. Greg Hamilton was real solid. I liked him. Yep.
0: Uh, um. Tori, who's, you know, in some ways is the Greg Hamilton of female uh, performers at <laughs> the time, uh, she says, uh, some loud shave your back chance for A train here before she goes on. And Tori Wilson says that uh, Billy Gunn yeah. has the best buns in the business. She shakes herself, her little bum, when she yeah. says that. Her little and bum. And Billy, Bill, I don't know to say. I don't know, to say. I don't know what to describe what's she happening. She shakes your no, little bum. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like she's a fit bud, right, fit bud. Uh, Billy Gunn comes out. He has his ass man music and tights back. Oh, he uh, looks great. He does look fantastic. He's shaking and it. dancing and happy and oh, happy yeah. rather. And yeah. I'm also weirdly happy watching this because uh, <laughs> Billy Gunn has this like I've I i do not think I've ever been like yeah Billy Gunn is, he rules but he's got some great energy. He's coming oh, he's in hot, infectious personality for sure. He's he's happy to be back. You can tell he's happy to be back, and you're kind of like wow, well, maybe happy to have him back. I guess yeah, and welcome back. Goes against my better instincts uh, in some ways. Yep, and so. Uh, Tori Wilson sits down. She's watching uh, at ringside with her lollipop. And the ring mic, she has the ring mic in her hand. She's ready to go.
1: Like she's Kinda. just standing, sitting in front of uh, Mark Eaton, the timekeeper.
0: And uh, Taz and Cole are like, uh,
1: Oh, she's right next to us. Actually, she's sitting next to you, Cole. She's kind of farther away from me.
0: <laughs> Always trying to talk about close proximity to a hot woman. That's right. Uh, and this, in the crowd, I see there's a sign that reads, "Higher Sabu. It's like, Hey, just wait a couple years. I'll get to it.
1: Yeah, there's an, also a sign in the crowd that just says, Miz, M I Z. Uh, which maybe was from his real real world um uh run. Also during the Matt Hardy match, an oddly uh I'm not using this word right, prescient sign saying V one will be deleted. Oh really? Yes that's kinda That's kind of wild. It is wild. I mean V one, like delete a you know, delete V one, delete an old version, that makes sense ish. Maybe he Matt saw that match back and he's like, oh,
0: delete, delete, delete. But that specifically is such such specific language to use that it yes. seems almost time traveling. Isn't it? Weird.
1: Yeah, it is weird. It also said beware COVID nineteen. I don't know why it's just another thing.
0: <laughs> weird. It was weird. I know. Yeah. Uh A yeah. train dominates this match mostly. Uh, and then at the end, Billy Gunn hits the famous turn and wins. It's like That's a five pretty second much match. How it works. Yeah. Uh Tori Wilson announces Billy Gunn is the winner. Then she comes to the ring and slaps him on the butt. Uh, yeah,
1: the- asks, yeah, yeah. Well slaps him on the butt. He didn't, you know, unconsensually slapped him on the butt.
0: Yeah, uh, and then she turns. This this moment, I laughed. Oh my gosh! And then she turns, and she offers her own tush for a slap to Billy Gunn. And Billy Gunn looks at the crowd like he's Hulk Hogan, wondering if he should shake another <laughs> wrestler's hand. And it's genuinely very funny. He's like, he's got his hand out, and he's like, "Should I do it?" Should, yeah. He's looking. He's like, "What do I? Should I do? What should I do? Should I go for it?" Uh, and I believe he does. And uh, Billy Gunn and Tori leave together uh, for some reason. They leave together. I don't know why. Uh, I guess take take the announcer home with you, uh, match. That was kind of the result there.
1: This is setting up a big feud: uh, Billy Gunn against Billy
0: Kidman. I mean, Billy. There isn't thing involving Billy Gunn that's uh, coming up here in the fall, which is uh, you're not. I wish you were further off from the truth. Uh, I completely
1: uh, forgot that Billy Gunn came back as Mr. Ass. Uh, Because I remember he was hurt in the fall. I remember you you making a comment like, this is the last time we see Billy Gunn for a while. Because, like, Billy and Chuck kind of split up-ish. And then, you know, obviously Chuck's with the FBI. And Billy's Mr. Ass uh, now. But uh, I thought he'd be gone for longer. So I'm happy to have him back. I'm glad he's back on SmackDown. Just like, yeah, just give your old gimmick. There
0: you go. Yeah. He's he, he he's here. We'll see what he does. We'll see if I enjoy him next week or the week after. Hopefully, I continue to do sure. so.
1: As long as he keeps those buns tight. And I mean, we know he will. We know he will. We're fooling ourselves to think otherwise. Oh yeah, we
0: know what's we know what he's working with back there. We know what's going on. Always been unclear whether or not Mister Ass uh, <laughs> refers to just himself, referring to other people uh, in a sexual manner or not. If he well. he does like to kick him. And uh, stick stick them, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Just look at the lyrics to the the ass man song uh-huh. and and see if you can make any sense of it. Yeah, I think. I, <laughs> I mean, Mister Ass makes more sense for Rikishi too. I think they should have a tag team.
0: There, well, they should be a feud. They should fight I mean, for the name.
1: Ass versus ass.
0: Ass versus ass match. How would they not do that? How did they not? How do did Vince great Russo
1: point. not write an ass versus ass match in like '98 or something?
0: Absurdly good point. Like this is this is the mo- like of course that should be anchoring, uh, you know, the mid card of like a nineteen uh, like a like a spring ninety nine pay per view. As as ass versus ass
1: inside the lion's den. Give it to us. That'd be great. At the theater at Madison Square Garden. Yes,
0: perfect. Uh, earlier tonight, we see Brock Lesnar arrive at the arena wearing a tiny muscle shirt. Because yeah. Because it's Orlando in June. So it's probably <laughs> hot as friggin' hell. It's probably
1: it's probably pretty humid. Just walking through a sea of people. Just kind of like, eh, and Michael Cole's like, he's loose. He's our loose
0: champion. He's out there. He's, he's they're screaming fans. One of them is holding a, a foam replica of the wf light heavyweight title, which is probably on sale at Walmart at that point.
1: Very nice. Probably on clearance.
0: Oh, yeah. And then we have the SmackDown Smack of the Night. Uh, I mean, it's been a while since we had a sponsored flashback like this, but it's very nice. We have two and, tonight. Uh, I know it's, it was a real treat. <laughs> uh, and Undertaker as somebody as somebody who's embracing the nostalgia and I just want the hallmarks the touchstones of, of every all these shows I just yes, want just yeah. give me the most the pure thing yeah. if WWE Network could also do it where I would also get the ads like a commercial it was fully two hours but I got the ads for the stuff in between that would also be glorious sure I yeah I want local ads an, for an ad awesome for Solo VPN by Bell Network. I want something I yeah I just I just want the whole thing and uh, yeah, so it's Undertaker fighting off the FBI after they attacked him last week. He smacked them. There was a smack of the night. There
1: some. was a smack where Undertaker gets slapped by a nunzio. So the smack of the night, Matt did feature a smack. Now it's not the smack of this night. It's the smack of last week.
0: But it, is, it is. Uh, Undertaker versus Johnny Stamboli is our next match here. He, uh, Stamboli's got his other FBI guys with him. And, uh, yeah, Undertaker continues his tour of fighting FBI guys. He beat Chuck Bubble last week. Yay. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Not very exciting. Yeah. Uh, now, something I have, speaking of things that get me very excited, sponsors oh, for the night. This first a one batch made me howl. Of, holy cow. Aggressively 2003 sponsors. <laughs> like just the most, oh, my gosh, couldn't believe it. Oh, right off the bat, <gasps> Windows XP. Media Center Edition. Amazing. Windows XP is one of your sponsors tonight, folks. Maxim Hair Color for Guys. Yeah, because. Using know. the Maxim branding to sell hair color to men. Yeah, smart. Confusing. <laughs> uh and Hulk the Ang Lee Hulk movie The Ang Lee Hulk yeah hmm there, yep. there's some 2003 stuff so go go watch that there, you, I mean you have a great night where you go you look up the, <laughs> the you look up the uh the movie t- I, I I don't know if you could look up movie uh play uh we're trying to think of what I'm trying to say here but like Showtimes there were screen- yeah Showtimes thank you could you look up Showtimes on your computer in 2003
1: Oh, I think so. I think uh, the I th- the computer's th- earliest. Yeah, well, like, you know, you find Showtime's in your local paper, right? The internet's first job is right. basically replacing the newspaper. It's like, we give you news faster, we give you information faster. So, this is some, some text. I think uh, I did see this movie in theaters. I can't remember if I found the Showtime by looking at the uh, newspaper or by going uh, online. I actually don't recall.
0: Or, or calling them. You could, you could go to an automated call and it would tell you, oh, we it the show at one ten, at 3.30, at Movie phone o'clock. or, yeah. Yeah. They, would have, they had that too, even in Canada, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, my first note on the match right really here is that just John Stimble is in great shape. He's super cut. I think they should have changed his haircut, got him out of this gimmick. I think it could have been something here.
1: I'm not sure how good his conditioning is, but he's very big.
0: He hits uh, a dropkick right off the bat. I type all this stuff about how he's great. He dropkicks Undertaker, and I'm like, standing, I'm, a, I'm a genius.
1: A, a really good standing dropkick.
0: Yeah. Um, and so the, the FBI goons at ringside. They attack Undertaker outside the ring, and the, the referee really should be on top of this because it's pretty much all they do. Yeah. Uh, and Stamboli, for Will's skepticism over his lack of condition, he gets a slight delayed vertical suplex, which is impressive. I'm not saying his uh,
1: strength. I'm saying his conditioning. I'm saying how long he can go and still have. Uh, I know. Have, I know have Will the,
0: have the wind. He's a the truther uh and then well, like, there's be something
1: about this guy they don't like because they're <laughs> just feeding him to the undertaker
0: well it could be just be that he wasn't somebody they made that could be part of it they've, they've gotten grief for that in the past where people say yeah you just don't like this guy because you didn't create him well they're also, he's also getting a lot on undertaker right now for sure yeah no that's true uh, and he does his little uh, he jumps he leaps the top rope in one in one go and then hits a turning drop kick but he misses undertaker with it and so Taker goes for a chokeslam on Stamboli, but uh, Palumbo jumps on the apron. So Taker pushes Stamboli into him, and he hits the last ride on Stamboli and gets the one, two, three. And so he goes for that instead. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so Taker, after the match, he chases Nunzio, uh, and, uh, but uh, Palumbo hits him from behind. And he ends up getting... uh, uh Sorry. Uh, Palumbo ends up getting choke slammed though, in the ring. Uh, and then Taker goes for a last ride... Uh, but instead, he gets a hard chair shot to the head from Nunzio. Right to the and face. And it was an ace. Yeah, it was a big hit. It was a big hit. It's really aggressive. Uh, and this feud simply must continue. It's required by law. <laughs> this
1: match must
0: continue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least uh, we see Undertaker getting cracked in the head with a uh, uh, hit, chair, so hit. that's good. He got hit really hard with a chair. <laughs> Backstage, we see Mr. America is helping Zach Gowan prep for his arm wrestling contest later against Vince McMahon.
1: Yeah, they're He's doing, kind of, Zach's doing curls of his cane, and uh, yeah. Mr. America's like holding it as
0: resistance or something. He's like, You
1: gotta pipe up those pythons, brother. He's kind of yelling uh,
0: these oh, platitudes gosh. to him. And so we take a commercial break and we come back. Stephanie McMahon comes down to the ring because it's time for the arm wrestling contest, and she wants to oversee it. Yeah, what do you call this arm wrestling apparatus they have in the ring? Just an arm wrestling table? I said it was a setup because you know we have got a we've got a full thing here where it involves hand grips and pads and yeah elbow pads uh, you can, pads you can get it. fully set up. This is not yep. just clearing off a bar table and knocking across, away some peanuts and this was not, not the little same little table from here.
1: the Roddy Piper uh, segment earlier on in the show with the no. tequila on it. No, this is an entirely different thing.
0: It's a whole bit of business. Oh, it's, it's, uh, this whole
1: thing's a whole bit of business.
0: So Sable interrupts uh, Stephanie. She's wearing a long black dress. And Stephanie gives Sable a moment to explain herself. And she interrupts her and shuts her up
1: before introducing <laughs> fun.
0: Zach Gowan with Mr. America. Yep. And we see Mr. America. He appears to be giving more strategy advice to Zach as he makes his way down to the ring. <laughs> He's like strange. talking about it the whole time. And I, then how comes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll talk about why an arm wrestling contest bothers me on a wrestling okay.
0: show. But Okay. I mean. Hmm. Interesting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I like that. Uh, and then we see Vince McMahon come out. He's wearing a black muscle shirt and track pants, and his arms are enormous. His he chest is enormous. massive. He's, his back and shoulders so, are crazy.
1: He's incredibly tanned, and he's he just looks incredibly crazy. It always looks like he just put Vince McMahon's head on something else's body when he's not wearing his suit. He looks insane.
0: Yeah, he's just he's <laughs> so physically built. And these are the,
1: this segment has like some all-time Vince uh, facials uh, during this uh, thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining.
0: So Mr. America gets on the mic when Vince is there. He challenges Vince to an arm wrestling contest, which is not the arrangement they agreed to last week, because very pointedly it was Vince versus Zach Gowan, even though he faked out, Mr. America would be there. Um, And Vince says, you know, I got I got t- Zach to take on here. And um, then Sable talks to Vince, and he says, okay, fine. Actually, I will have an arm wrestling contest with uh, Mr. America, but it's not going to be for Zach Gowan's contract. Uh and if he and if Vince wins, then uh Mr. America has to leave. <laughs> just not not leave WWE, not be fired, just like
1: yeah. not be here anymore. Just leave the building.
0: Or he could just say no and then beat Zach and they'd also have to leave. Yeah. Also be fine. Uh and so yeah, they 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 get their hands together. Vince struggles, which is funny because Mr. America's arms might be the same size as Vince's. <laughs> it might be. Like well, they might honestly might be. And Mr. America's wagging his middle finger at Vince as they fight. <laughs> they they, they and,
1: um, blur out the middle finger, which is funny to yes. me. They, they pixelize it. Pixelate and, it.
0: And and Sable says Mr. America is cheating, so they stop. And they, they, <laughs> they start stop. again, and Vince is loudly yelling as the contest goes on. And Sable decides to get Mr. America's attention, <laughs> rather his distraction, by flashing Mr. America, who is a patriot, but apparently is still too horny for a
1: <laughs> And Michael Cole is like, so he, okay, so he loses the arm wrestling contest because he looks at Sable's exposed breast and Michael Cole is like, Mr. America just did what any of us would have done. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to make it like, no, he's not an idiot for doing that. Any right. hot-blooded, red, white, and blue-blooded American would have done this thing. We're oh, all man. as
0: horny as Mr. <gasps> America is. Okay? I'm hornier
1: than ever. <laughs> Sitting here next to you, partner. Uh, Cole, get away from me.
0: I mean, he's pretty much said like that in not so many words in the past. <laughs> right. So w- Vince has won that first arm wrestling contest and means Mr. America has to leave. And so he does. <laughs> Leaves.
1: And he kicks out Stephanie, kicks out stable too. And they all just like, there's just a shot of them just walking away.
0: Yeah. Vince says that stable does have the most beautiful set of eyes, eyes. he's ever seen. Oh, yeah. ha ha ha. So it's just Zach and Vince and the ref there. Yeah. Charismatic and and so guy. Vince offers Zach his bad arm. <clears throat> And uh, they get started, and Zach almost beats Vince. Yeah, but Vince rallies, and then Vince starts losing again. Yeah, and then he Vince dramatically kicks Zach's leg out from under him and slams down his arm, making him the winner.
1: Yeah, before he loses, Vince goes, uh, "Lighten up, kid!" Like when he's doing the (laughs) wrestling, he's like, "Oh, come on!" Vince's again, Vince's face is like you can imagine the struggle faces that Vince McMahon would come up with trying to get the arm down. I mean, so arm wrestling to, you know, determine a contract, right. Or to give, you know, just have a wrestling match, but I guess they, it's a variety show still. So they want to do something a little bit different and they've done You know, we've seen arm wrestling earlier this year on raw, uh, triple H versus, uh, Steiner,
0: right. (laughs) in an arm wrestling (laughs) contest, um, also good visuals there from Triple H's face, as I recall. His face, priceless.
1: Pretty pretty darn priceless. Uh, oh, yeah, it's amazing. So this, you know, it, um, these are fun because you can have them like both kind of like stalemate, and then one guy fakes another guy out, and they're like, oh. And they're like, oh. So kind of stupid, but I I find it entertaining, uh, this segment. it go, It definitely goes on too long, for sure.
0: Well, okay. I want to. Finish. I want to explain the rest of what happens this segment, and then I'm the, the, my, my I want to tell oh, you my gripes. Oh,
1: th- there's gripes coming up.
0: So Vince asks if Zack is going to cry, and then he yells <laughs> them to leave the ring. And Vince <laughs> is bleeding from a cut above his eye, and I don't know where that came from.
1: He headbutted him. So when he kicked, when he kicked his, um, when he kicked the leg out from under his leg, he um, he. Did he kinda, mean to? Uh, no, I think he just kind of like was like kind of leaning forward. Uh, and yeah, I, was, I noticed that too. For some reason, he's bleeding. And then when they show the the replay, they they kind of clunk heads. Okay, when Vince yeah, did that, yeah,
0: that'd be so annoying if you didn't mean to do that. That'd be so frustrating.
1: Yeah, that would hurt. Uh,
0: <laughs> and uh, Zach leaves, and Vince gloats. He makes fun of his limp because he's a jerk. Yeah, and so us if segment. Adam. Here's the thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. First off, this is the segment is kind of hilarious because a heel sets up an unwinnable situation, wins, and then that's it. <laughs> There's no recourse. There's no uh, comeuppance at all. And it's just kind of like purely like, oh, he just won. It makes no sense that Zach Gowan at any point during the contest was ever close to beating Zach, uh, Vince. It makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, Vince's yeah, yeah. arms are so much bigger than his. Zach, once again, even if he had two legs and you told me this guy was a wrestler, I'm like, he's not. He's too young. He's terribly skinny. And his arms are small. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. The problem is also is that we're not setting up David versus Goliath thing. Because I think with a good David versus Goliath moment, you need to have opportunities where there might actually be a reason that David might have the edge. Yeah. Or at least he does something differently. Uh, but that is not what's happening here. Zach so guy has no hidden advantage here at all. Except that we're supposed to believe that I guess he's just like stronger than Vince in some regard. But it's like... That's not possible.
1: Well, also, like we're we're supposed to root for him, and I get it, right? But like, what for? Why? So he wants to be a WWE superstar, right? Uh, even though he he's has... a real
0: Stack Money type, right? He wanted to be a WWE superstar, just like Stack Money did. My, but, our, our, our very own brother Alex back ex- in the day. It,
1: well, exactly. But that's great. Lots of people want to be a WWE superstar, and that and that's great too. He's not showing us anything. That you, like, so we we already knew him as Tenacious Z in TNA by this point,
0: right? Yes, and okay, so we knew I there was, was a one legged wrestler yes,
1: yes. in TNA who can do some amazing stuff, uh, and he's got yep. one leg, it's really incredible. Why haven't they? Sh- I mean, we'll see it eventually, but like, they haven't shown us anything yet to really root for the guy. We know he's had like, he, he, all we have is like his kind of uh his interview with stephanie telling us his situation and it's and it's such a good interview too well that's the thing too is that the guy the man himself is kind of like personality like you know he deficient deficient yeah it's lacking it's lacking so we we haven't seen so so far he's just yeah getting his ass kicked he's mr america's biggest fan by the way mr america's been around for like two weeks and then he shows up he's like i'm mr america's biggest fan Mr. America hasn't done anything except for have to prove his identity is not who we think he is, who he obviously is. You're insulting the audience by telling us that he might not be Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's at home watching the TV show right now. So I know Mr. America, it's not long for this show as well. I think he only six around. I don't know if he six around until SummerSlam, if I recall.
0: Um, uh, Mr. America specifically? Yes. Uh, once again, uh, Mr. America also not long for this podcast.
1: Yeah, I know he's got like a, a six-man tag uh, coming up at some point. I think it's him and Angle and uh, Brock against uh, former Team Angle and uh, somebody else. Anyway,
0: he does uh, not make it out of he does not make it out of uh, June. June three.
1: Okay, you're right. Yeah, and you can even tell that Hulk's is kind of like not really into this too.
0: Like, I, I mean, why oh would so much mean? TV time? I don't know how he's not into this. It's ridiculous. Well, sure. Yeah. And so after the break, we see clips of what just happened. And we see Mr. America is comforting Zach Gowan in the locker room. And Big Show comes in. He knows <laughs> he's going to make an event tonight. He's going to come and he tells Zach Gowan two he's got words. Two words, yep. Forget it. <laughs> All right, okay. fair enough. Uh, that's funny. And next up here, we have Chris Benoit and Rhino against the Bashams. With? Well, that's just it. I'll tell you in a second here. Because before (laughs) before we find that out, Michael Cole takes the time to congratulate the New Jersey Devils for winning the Cup. Rhinos Red Wings for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like that. Because it is June 2003. Yeah. So we have the 2003 Stanley Cup champions there. Basham's come out. Mm Mm-hmm. And as Will alludes, they pause at the entrance ramp. They turn. And now comes Shaniqua. And
1: Taz says, that's Linda Miles. She won tough enough. And now she's just known as... Shaniqua. Now, folks, if you don't know who Linda Miles is, I'll just mm-hmm. say that she is an African-American woman. Uh, phenomenal shape, like Jade Cargill-like shape, if you're looking for mm-hmm. a modern kind of equivalent. Um, I don't remember Tough Enough so well, uh, but obviously she's like a uh, just like a, a tremendous athletic um, prospect. And they, because the Bashams wear, I guess, leather pants, they're just like, you'll be known as Shaniqua, Okay, And we're going to give you a riding crop and you'll wear leather as well and be kind of like a dominatrix-ish kind of thing. Is that kind of what we're doing here? So first of all, also, first of all, also, second of all, the Bashams debut a couple weeks ago. Yes. With no fanfare. And they're just like, oh, these are the Basham brothers. They're a new tag team. And, you know, like you said, Matt, you didn't even bother to be able to tell the difference between Doug and Danny. You're just like, there's no point. These guys, um, no point, even though they last for like I think a couple years, right? Like, they're they're around, they stick around. These guys are around, but they come out with no fanfare, like the most generic music possible, the most generic look possible. And they're like, Oh, well, Linda, you want tough enough? Great, we'll just put you with these guys. Uh, so there you go, congratulations. Um, way to win, there's a lot. You're just gonna, you're just gonna manage these guys. These guys don't say anything. We don't know anything about them. We don't like, they don't do anything particularly amazing. They're okay in the ring, but like, I don't. know. What, what are we getting excited about? We just need a heel tag team, and it's like, all right, we got these two guys.
0: This is such a strange way to debut a manager for a million reasons. First off, yeah, it is. Uh, <clears throat> Taz is pointing out that we know who this is, instead of right, I think we've never seen him name. before. Yeah, yeah, weird. Uh, Linda Miles, of course, is her real name. Um, eh, there's something weird about hiring a woman who's named Linda Miles and calling her Shaniqua because she's black. Yeah, I know. That's, that's that's not great. Nope, that's weird. That's because I mean it's just like ah, oh, it's like a it's like a joke name almost. It's embarrassing. Um, yeah, the choice would just be like oh look they're kind of an S and M team. Weird. I mean at least give one a kit mask and we can you know let's talk about a personality thing there. I think they um,
1: evolve into that at some point. They give them like a carrying cross mask. Sure.
0: I see that. Um, I don't know why you would add a manager this way. There's nothing. There's no. It's just weird to be like, look, here she is. It's like cool. I think they're just
1: like we. We've seen the Bashams. They didn't have a manager before, and they have one now.
0: Yeah. Also, her abs are better than the guys she manages. She should go wrestle on Raw. Like it's a waste. It feels like a waste with her. She's an amazing. Yeah. Like what? What is she doing? Just standing around. She's, She's more cut than these dorks. Yeah. I mean, they're fine, but I. They're yeah. They're at best, they're fine. I think they're, just, worse, they're just so with, boring.
1: There's, I mean, first of all, the Basham brothers, like, like call them the, this the, the, so
0: lame,
1: <laughs> such a lame yeah. name. It's like we're called the the Poundums, you know, it's
0: just it's so oh, stupid. Yeah. Well, they actually they only let get until 2006 in WWE. They they end up that's, being on uh, ec they the ECW brand there as private security force. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so they end up being uh private
1: security like Southern Justice. I mean that's three years, man. That's a it's a good that's a decent run.
0: Uh uh yeah, decent ish, I guess. I mean they I mean considering how you know they how built up they were, I don't know if that is considered a good run. Uh what just, but they weren't built up to uh, maybe online they were, but not
1: to us as like weekly SmackDown watchers. Like for, for us, we were just like, Oh, these guys just showed up. Right. Yeah. And um, now they anyway. have a manager that just
0: showed up. <laughs> oh, also, just around, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Rhino starts with the Basham, and he tags in Benoit. Beats up both guys, and uh, By the way, gets I, I it think off- it's yeah. I think
1: it's Doug who's like in this entire match. Okay, Doug Good gets one know. tag.
0: Uh, Rhino gets this kind of awkward Billy to Billy suplex slam on uh, on I guess Doug, uh, taking him out of commission. And uh, Benoit gets a release German suplex on another Basham before heading up top to the headbutt. But as he's going up to the top rope, uh, Shaniqua grabs Benoit to distract him. And so that gives uh, the other guy enough time, so that when uh, Benoit goes airborne for the headbutt, he gets nothing. Uh, he misses entirely because gets a f- face full of mat. And so Benoit still manages to get a crossface on the guy before it gets broken up. And then everyone's in the ring. Shanique was on the apron. No, it's all uh, ben- Benoit has a bash him in a waistlock, and Rhino accidentally hits him. And now, I will say, in this moment, Cole says he hit his partner, but he has a tone of voice that like he's like, he hit his partner, like as like if he, he meant may- to, which he is meant not. Too? It's very yeah, un, no. very
1: un Team Angle like. I don't know what Rhino was was planning to do too, because like Benoit had him in a, re- in a reverse waistlock, right? Obviously yeah. about to German him, and like, what do you punch him into the into the German? Like you learn from Team Angle that way. It's like, poom.
0: Just are asking for problems here, really, Rhino. Come on. And uh, so that uh, bit of miscommunication leads to a bash of getting a kind of front facing famister on Benoit. Benoit gets pinned one two three, which I would argue technically pretty clean. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so, he, listen to this. Benoit lost to Sean O'Hare two weeks ago. Yep. He lost to John Cena last week, and now he's taking the pin in a, in a tag match. Like, who who did Benoit piss off here? What's happening to this guy? I don't
1: know, but he turns stuff around in the next uh, six months.
0: Yes, okay, that's true. Uh, and then his life uh, is a disaster and horrifying and the worst. Yeah. Uh, so after the match, Rhino and Benoit, they get in each other's faces. Yeah. In mat, and we, t- we take a commercial break, and Benoit and Rhino are arguing the back, and yeah. Rhino tells Benoit to look in his eyes and see how he respects him. And Rhino, says, we,
1: we find out here why Rhino doesn't talk very much.
0: <laughs> well, okay, but listen to this. Benoit, he says, look in my eyes and see how I respect you. And then what says, he tells him to look into his own eyes and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> look into your own eyes. Yes. So cross-eyed or look into just go into the mirror and just give yourself a good look over. Yeah, you give yourself a look in the mirror. Yeah. Rhino does not sound tough when he's like, come on, Chris. Hey, buddy, come on. Yeah. Like, come on. You have legs the size of tree trunks. Like, that's not an enormous Lower yourself to that. Next up, John Cena takes on Funaki. Yeah. Uh, Poor Funaki doesn't get an entrance. No, he doesn't. Uh, Cena does another beatless rap, which I would argue is poetry.
1: He says, Yo, I'm that ill cat with more cork in his bat than Sammy Sosa. I'm too ghetto for merchandise, so kids make their own posters. Orlando fans are in the stands throwing up those double hands. After the show, Michael Cole is going to chase some boy bands. Hey Taz, calm down your man. You gotta tell him to slow down. He's got those weird posters of NSYNC and he's falling in love with O-Town. Funaki-san, reconsider. I'm more than you can handle, bro. I'll cut your two-tone mullet and kick you dead in the camel toe. You should go back to announcing. This whole match is a waste, man. I don't need to wrestle you. You're choking yourself with your waistband. I ain't from Orlando, but I have the magic stick. That means I'm representing your city when I grab my uh, blank. Weird life. Um, Just weird. uh, Listen, no masturbation references. No references to Funaki being Japanese, right? Well, actually, no. Uh, Until the very end of the rap. Okay, whatever. Until the very end of the rap, you're right. But, but, you know, a little atypical for John Cena. He he pulls this out-of-nowhere boy band reference, and he does make fun of Funaki's (laughs) gear, which, to be fair... His shorts are very tight uh, on Funaki. I mean they are tights, literally tights, but they just seem tighter yeah. than tighter than most wrestlers' tights. Um but um his right, I don't know. But Matt, right. we get a very hmm. we get the very rare rap rebuttal from Funaki. Funaki Absolutely. listen, he's got the fighting spirit, man. I respect that. He picks up the microphone and he says, U G L Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Yeah, yeah, you ugly. And of course, Taz makes fun of the way Funaki pronounces the word "ugly," and then he does a busts out a robot at the end. Uh, And then this is um, the shortest match of the night because
0: (laughs) Cena hits Funaki with a big clothesline. Funaki gets a tornado DDT, but he's grabbed shortly after. Cena gets the FU and he covers him and pins pins him right there.
1: And then Michael Cole, because he made fun of him being uh, you know chasing boy bands, by the way, O Town. Okay. O-Town. It's a great reference. Um, Michael Cole says, uh, I'm shoelace, but, but I'm shoelace. Like, he keeps repeating the nickname John Cena game up for him, I think, like, months ago by this point.
0: Oh, yeah. He thought he was, yeah, he was upset about his, you, you know. Oh, that's, yeah, because, sorry, I should say that. As uh, Cena's beating him up, he's just, he's bummed out because he thought he didn't were him or quote, <laughs> boys. we <laughs> <laughs> were boys. That's just too bad. Pretty funny. Cole also says you can't spell Funaki without FU, which I, I mean that's you, you have to make that's that point at least once when Funaki gets pinned with the FU. I think it's required by a, a little. I think idea. it's
1: required by wrestling logic.
0: We see the Kurt Angle is walking through the backstage area. He's going to do something tonight. We're going to find out what it is. But first, we have the Extreme Blast of the Night, sponsored Ooh, yeah. by the JVC Tower of Power, folks. Yes, it's back. The JVC Tower of Power sponsoring the Blast yes. Extreme Blast of the Night. It requires a warning. Extreme Blast of the Night. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it's Angle and Lesnar talking last week when Brock said he gives Angle a title shot when he beats Big Show next week, which is this week. Uh, and uh, I would argue not a very extreme blast.
1: Just talk, just kind of talking. Uh, just a, a decision
0: or an offer being made. <laughs> not extreme, not a blast. Just kind of more normal. And so then we yeah. see Kurt Angle comes down to the ring. He's full of smiles. And uh, Kurt says he's excited about tonight's main event because he's going to challenge the winner of that match. and. Then he calls Charlie Haas and Sheldon Benjamin out, saying that he needs to talk to Team Angle. And so they walk out slowly, a lot of reluctance there. And he says Team Angle never called when he was in the hospital. Which and doesn't last make week, any sense.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, because while Kurt was, was, was uh, sidelined, they had his poster, they had his medals, they made a lot of hay out of the fact that they're like taking very good care of this stuff. So this seems like revisionist writing, where it's like, oh, we want Kurt to be a babyface now, so we got to ditch these uh, Team Angle guys. And, um, uh, yeah, so last week they uh, they did something that's, uh, you know, pretty normal nowadays, Matt. They called in sick. Mm-hmm. They just called in sick, which is funny. Which they the, treat as-, the, as, as as heresy. The commentator's like, you, you can do that? <laughs> you
0: can't believe it. Yeah. They're, yeah, you can't even believe it. It's like, and now we're like, um, they deserve sick days, okay? <laughs> you know, like, like, we need to do that. Yes, exactly. They normalize having sick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need Love Raising Stalls to be part of the Raised Stalls again because they're coming in here with They got to come uh, out. It's like, you believe Americans
1: can't call in sick. We believe they should.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, child care for all. Yeah, the pipelines pi- pi- are about. Yeah, child care <laughs> for all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so. Team Angle, they walk out with reluctance. And Sorry, we, we covered that. They, they were out there. Yep. Team Angle was in the hospital. Yeah. Will, I appreciate your point saying that they. Uh, it seems a revisionist history. It's weird to watch these shows back and realize they're trying to do that a few times. Yes. Like when Michael Cole, a couple weeks after Team Angle debuts, Michael Cole's like, hey, Kurt, what did you see in these guys that you recruited for Team Angle? I'm like, that's not how it happened. Well, yeah, they, they, given do, to say,
1: they do say later in this, is like, Kurt, you're the founder of Team Angle. And I'm like, he's not, though. He's... No,
0: I mean, he's the inspiration for Team Angle existing
1: paul sure. Heyman literally founded them he's like kurt i found these two guys here you go and is like yeah hey, Fou- founded
0: them in, in yeah i guess found in a different kind of founding way i guess yes he's, he's the founding, founding father them.
1: signed the he's declaration of uh you know
0: independence of team angle on Smackdown. yes my client the american people <laughs> he's throwing tea in there we people
1: no yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a different WWE gimmick my, my mistake the reigning
0: undisputed <laughs> president, George Washington. Here comes the general. Okay, rise up. Uh, <laughs> and so, Team Angle says they were sick last week. Yeah, sick yeah. of being in his shadow. Oh
1: snap! Boy,
0: uh, they ask as a, as a rebuttal for Kurt saying, "You know, where were you guys when I was in the hospital?" They ask where he was. When they lost their titles in a ladder match, and they say he wasn't there for them, which is absolutely absurd reasoning. I think still in hospital or like recovering at uh, home. I mean, yeah, they know
1: where he was. They had his freaking poster next to them.
0: Embarrassing. Kurt says they need they, these guys have became they've become whiners. Team they need to make a plan for. Yeah, there you go. They need to come up with a plan for how to win the tag titles again. And Charlie Haas stops him He says, "Actually, you're a loser, and you're not the captain of team ankle anymore." <laughs> And uh, Kurt says they don't even deserve to hear the fans say you suck. And he says he earned it, and they didn't. They're really trying hard to justify Kurt Angle being like, I actually like what they tell me I suck. It's like, okay, Kurt, thank you. We get it.
1: They continue Uh, that for years. Whenever Kurt Angle's a baby face, he's like, boy, am I glad to hear that again.
0: Oh, I do suck. Uh, And so Charlie Haas says they're going to come down to the ring and vote Kurt out of leadership and vote themselves in as co-captain. So we're getting a a peek into – how the leadership works for Team Angle it appears, you have to get a quorum. Yes, might yeah. it be, might, might be? It seems like a quorum of three. You need to have everybody there at least, yeah. Uh, because otherwise, they wouldn't even have they wouldn't need, they could just on the surface They said, you know, when you weren't around, we decided to make ourselves co captains, Yeah, But Chris says, as the founder, he can make some decisions first, which they accept. Ex- they accept, the so accepts- he's, they're <laughs> like, yes, okay, <laughs> okay like yeah, he's yeah. like, I have some power as <laughs> the founder, and they're like, of course. And so he goes, great, <laughs> I kick out Charlie Haas, I kick out Shelton Benjamin. And it's like, it's like, ah, I can't believe it. Like They're, they're doing like almost oh, the wrestling thing of, like, kicking the bottom rope. Like, ah, how can you get one over on us <laughs> Well, they this do. License? They
1: do, like, they, they don't fight, but they do, like, the the umpire throwing out the, the manager in baseball thing. Like, they bump chassis, like, kicking dirt at them. So Kurt Angle now is, like, the kind of thing where it's like, oh, well, he's being funny like he used to be, but now we, we, we like it because he's doing it to heels that we don't like. Yes. Instead of doing it at his own expense.
0: Classic, classic uh, way to do a wrestling turn without losing a character. Absolutely. Um, now, Will, you said that he was treated like a manager, the umpire there, kicking dirt on them there. Did you think, uh, at any point, did you catch one of them say that their ass was in the jackpot? Uh, no. <laughs> a wonderful expression we heard on the mound, I believe, this year. <laughs> uh, which I don't know if we've ever really figured out what that That might have been last year, actually, but uh. that's unclear. Um Who's asked for the <laughs> jackpot what that means? Uh, Kurt Angle then leads a particularly tone-deaf rendition of na-na-na-na-hey-hey-goodbye. Nah, nah, nah,
1: hey, Kiss him goodbye. Yeah, it was uh, pretty awful. But the WWE loves busting out that song when they're kicking people out. And uh, like, but... to be uh, very clear, these men are not um, like off the show at all. Uh, no. Not even close. Uh, they're just out of team angle, quote-unquote. And uh, I forgot the team angle in this iteration only lasted uh, for this long. It's because a brief.
0: It's a brief time, really. It's you know they go from December till June. It's maybe about six months, and then they come back as their uh, their other iteration, which is like basically the same thing. Uh, yes, exactly. Just a change in colors, really. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cole sums it up. He says Kurt Angle has just fired team Angle. <laughs> so there you go. And so we get a tail of the tape for the Brock Big Show match tonight, and we've seen this before with these guys. Yeah. Uh, but then we we see that there's one career highlight for a Big Show that stuck out to me. Uh it now says the only man to pin Brock Lesnar twice. Twice,
1: yeah. Interesting. Here we go. Yeah. I mean
0: Brock and Evelyn says the only guy to beat Big Show in a stretcher match like four weeks ago. That would also be justified. Sure, man. And we take a commercial break, when we come back commercial break, we see that during the break, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin beat up Kurt Angle after he reiterated reiterated they were fired backstage. Kind of an interesting choice to have them beat yeah, up Kurt Angle and, here and not and, in the ring. Right,
1: right in gorilla position, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, well, otherwise maybe Kurt would have to have people come out and protect him or what it would be. But, uh, yeah, we're backstage for that. Yeah. Then we see Cole and Taz before the main event here. And we see some signs that it's summertime because Taz has a kind of linen suit jacket on. Like, oh.
1: And Cole's got sure. a couple of uh, top buttons undone. He's, he's, he's lounging.
0: Absolutely. And we've reached our main event, Brock Lesnar versus Big Show for the WWE title on the 200th episode of SmackDown. And, uh, you know, for a match that I fundamentally don't want to see again, uh, they did a good job of hyping it up like I should care. You know, I, I just can't argue that even though I wish like we talked about at the top of the show there, I wish there was another heel threat that we slaughtered in here instead. Like i like, well, suggested Sean, a, here, uh, sure. Sean O'Hare. Why not? And, uh, I was thinking as Brock came out, I was like, it's kind of fortunate that Brock has like cool music right off the bat. Cause lots of guys, their theme songs as we start off in their career, not great.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. A few
0: guys were just like, Oh yeah, perfect. Like, <clears throat> How many guys can you say right now? They're like, oh, they have great, great theme music. It's the first theme music they ever had.
1: Keith Lee's had like nine different theme songs so far, I think. (laughs) WWE slash NXT uh, run But like, you know, there's like the FBI music, which is like very just nondescript, the basher music like you couldn't pick that out of a out of a lineup anywhere.
0: Uh, But Brock,
1: yeah, Brock had a banger to start and would use it for his entire WWE career to this day,
0: to this day. Absolutely. And so the match starts with Brock throwing his belt to Big Show and driving him into the corner. Shoulder to the gut. Style. I will
1: say something kind of odd. Sorry, Matt. Uh, yeah, please. So I, I, whenever I make my notes, I always break it down in segments. And uh, yeah. so seg- segment nine is Kurt confronts Team Angle or former Team Angle gets beat up. And then uh, Big Show versus Brock Lesnar. Great. Here we go. Big Show comes out. And then they take another commercial break. And this is segment 10. And now it's Lesnar comes out. And, yes, throws the belt in and hits the shoulders. But I thought it was weird that they had, like, a really, really short um, kind of break, uh, or a really short segment in between commercials.
0: Yeah, I don't know, what, time-wise, what the what the whole plan with it is. I mean, this is this is probably a show where probably you put it up long. on the night, and you have to edit it down because you have to figure out, okay, how much do we show at the end of the night here? Because you want to show the aftermath of how the main event ends and everything. Yes, of course, um, yeah. So that's a whole consideration, so. It's interesting. Yeah. I can't make sense of that much of that either. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny. All these production things stick out when you watch 56 episodes of SmackDown and <laughs> Right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're doing some choices here for whatever reason. Uh, and so uh, Big Show knocks down Brock Lesnar. He covers him for two, uh, and then he blocks ability to belly like suplex. And uh, Brock low bridges Big Show to send him outside, which is a spot they issues more in Royal Rumbles, right? I know that they're always like, with Big Show, it's like, how do you get him out? And you're like, well, if he bum rushes you and you just drop the rope, then he takes himself out. That's a win. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Big Show's outside. Then Brock ends up getting set into the steps out there. And, now, uh, I noticed yeah.
1: something here. There's a blue cable under the ring. Okay. Coming yeah, yeah. out from the, under the skirt. Don't know what that could be for. But anyway.
0: Interesting. I did not spot that. That's very exciting that you're coming up with uh, things that will stick out for reasons that will become very clear. Yes. Uh, Big Show gets a submission on Brock. Uh, Brock gets out, and he gets a German suplex on Big Show. The crowd gets excited. Cause it's always fun when Brock tosses Big Show around, and yeah, Brock tr- that, he goes for the F five here and drops before Big Show can flip. He can flip Big Show around. So.
1: Uh, when Brock hit that German, Taz says, "That's German? No, that's all of Europe."
0: European suplex. He should have called it that. That's great. <laughs> all of Europe suplex. So Big Show gets a choke slam on Lesnar, and he kicks out at two. And so Big Show is like, all ah, right, what the heck am I supposed to do?" Yeah, and he then Big a, Show
1: it, it previously hit a big boot in a leg drop. Right before hitting that go. choke slam, I mean that's that that's it, man, and, and they only got two.
0: And so Big Show, to his credit, is immediately like, "Well, I know what I'll do. I'll do a, a whole thing here." Yeah, Avalanche choke slam. Yeah, <laughs> crazy concept. Yeah, uh, but he he does. It. I mean, he's, he he grabs Brock by the throat, he steps over the top rope, he heads up to the turnbuckle, and he gets on the second rope and Brock by the throat. So in theory, yeah, he's going to do it from the top rope, and I guess he's going to go down with him. Maybe who knows? Sure, yeah. Um, but before he can do anything. Brock knocks him down, and he lands crutch first on the t- a top rope there, on the on the turnbuckle, and so he's sitting there on the top rope. And Brock Lesnar gets on the second rope, and he loads up for a superplex. And it's like, whoa! Brock Lesnar's going to superplex Big Show on SmackDown. Like the the, the
1: crowd is coming to their there. feet; they're excited to see this. And the announcers are like, "We this. never see Big Show
0: up here. This is a big deal." And uh, this leads to a fairly famous moment. Yeah, which is that Big Show lifts. Sorry, Brock Lesnar lifts Big Show off a turnbuckle in a superplex. He hits a superplex. And when both Brock and Big Show land, because they're so big, the ring partially collapses.
1: Yes, the two. And we see a cup. Yeah. Yeah. The two, um, I guess uh, I'd say south facing like camera side uh, posts uh, basically uh, fall in on themselves, uh, like very aggressively and very kind of mechanically. And yeah. um, we'll talk about maybe how they did that in a second. But this happens. The ring collapses. Uh, you see the, the those those post collapse. The, the canvas is kind of slanted. Kyoto falls down. Both guys are down. The ropes are um, no longer taut. They're just kind of sagging. And it like, looks like they blew up the show. And uh, Taz yells, holy S word. Uh, I think Michael Cole just yells, the ring blew up. The people in Orlando are Losing their minds, they are doing yes. the holy s
0: chant. They are freaking loving it, and it's a huge moment. It's really cool. It is cool. I think that they might be uh, covering up the holy s word chant, as you say, with some crowd noise because it's so clear. You see people in the crowd who are doing the arm thing, going holy S-ha, holy s-. but you don't hear it that well on the broadcast. Yeah, so that, I think they probably they went could, in and had to cover it up a little bit. But, absolutely, yeah, I believe that. But the crowd is so excited. Oh man, and we it, saw it's, it's a good moment because you have. The, the, the turnbuckles, they fall in, and the ring kind of collapses kind of like a second time. Yes. And uh, and so you have, like, Kyota he loses his feet, and he, he loses his uh, balance. He falls down in there. And, uh, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you have to go, but just go Google it. If you haven't watched it in a while, go, go Google it because it's a fun moment. Um, it's really quite cool, and uh, it's a pretty big, cool way to end a show. I mean, you know, we don't have a definitive finish for this match. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's a moment and it's something that people are, you know, they're going to remember and it's, that's going to send the fans on happy and it makes it for good TV too.
1: And something they've repeated twice in the ensuing years.
0: I was going to ask about this. Yeah. So I know there was one recently.
1: Uh, so, 2017 was the most um, recent
0: one. one. No, no. We had one earlier than that. More recent than that. We had one, uh, was it payback? I think we had one 2020, I think maybe, um, there was some sort of thing. I remember there was something because online someone was like, Hey, is something going to happen in the, uh. Uh, in, in the match tonight with the ring because the they don't have the animated uh, the LED ring posts
1: oh okay was there, and there was the no cage match post. that night too you might be right uh, actually because I know so there's this one and then in 2013 at Ve- uh, sorry 2011 at Vengeance it's Mark Henry versus Big Show they do the exploding ring spot and yes. then in okay. 2017 I- it's Braun Strowman against Big Show and they do the exploding ring spot on Raw in
0: April I can confirm that at Payback 2020, okay, uh, uh, Fiend countered a, 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 a I don't know what he was trying to do with uh, Braun Strowman. He had a suplex off the top rope on Braun Strowman, causing the ring to implode. Okay, and that was when Roman Reigns finally made his entrance, hitting using a chair right, with the right. sign match contract, <laughs> entering the match. That was when Payback then, was the week after SummerSlam. Correct. Yes. Oh my God. Now I want to go back and watch this match, even though I think it's stupid, but I want to see tribal chief win the title. So maybe I'll go back and watch that later.
1: Sure. Yeah. Still, no, uh, still uh, reigning defending uh, tribal chief, uh, at the time of the recording. And, uh, yes, actually no reason he would not have it at the time of this errand
0: He's I'm confident. He still has it. This
1: I'm confident uh, as well. But this was, um, I remember they did one of those, um, collapses and, uh, Kyoto like fell out. Or is that the Kyoto or Robinson? Like fell out of the ring. That was the one in 2017. Oh uh, yeah. but Kyoto kind of falls. Uh, Matt, did you research how they did this spot?
0: I, I mean, I couldn't get a lot of information about it. I mean, it's it's gimmicked, right? I mean, we have, uh, you know, it would be... The ring would be set up in such a way that they could just kind of... I assume that cable that you saw in the ring would be... Apparently uh, it's on airbags.
1: The ring was on airbags. So this is what... So okay. show talked about this on Talk as Jericho years ago. Great, and okay. And in, in the ensuing years since doing this, he maintained it was a shoot. He was like, no, the ring actually collapsed. And people very silly Matt I know but people didn't have to be like well you're lying he's like no it's 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 what happened so there must have been like some kind of release <clears throat> for like the, those posts and they fall down and the things fall down and it's just kind of sitting on airbags like, So we, a
0: Hollywood stunt style like detonation sort of thing where I assume someone go oh a, they hit they had, had a it. stunt Boom. guy yeah, yeah. Rigged
1: the ring to do, to do this thing and yeah. uh, show was saying like the ring was on airbags so it feels like they're on like marbles when they're up on the top rope like if, apparently it was very unstable And then they just timed it perfectly. Once they hit the mat, they probably like hit this airbag to release or do something and uh, and cause the ring to collapse. And uh, yeah, it was uh, perfectly executed. And everybody in Orlando bought it watching on TV. I bought it, Matt. It's, uh, you know, it was only 2003, only the 200th episode of SmackDown. But still, it's it's very hard to find things in wrestling that have never been done before. Uh, and that's yeah. uh, that's one of them. we've seen guys go through the ring. Did yep.
0: mankind go through the ring on like Undertaker's back or something? Uh, we've uh, seen people. Maybe I know that uh, uh, in no way out 2000 the Hell in a Cell match between uh, Cactus Jack and Triple H. Uh, Triple H back body drops. I think that's what I'm uh, thinking of. Cactus Jack. Uh, through the top of the cage and uh, into the ring, and there's a little, like, mankind-shaped hole in the ring. Right. A uh, kind of, like, collapsed section there that he crawls out of. And, they
1: call it the Foley Hole.
0: That uh, loses. Uh, of course. Of course it is called. They
1: call it Fo- we've, and we've had people come out of the ring, uh, but we've never seen the ring uh, collapse like this. And uh, very cool. And uh, pretty, pretty big uh, reason the rating probably popped. Because people were like, no, you got to watch SmackDown. Something crazy happens you've never seen before in this main event between Brock Lesnar and Big Shot.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting when you read the spoilers for it, too. You're kind of like, oh, yeah, well, Brock's going to win. And you're kind of like, no, it's like a no contest because the ring uh, part of it collapses, I guess would be the thing. Because it's funny because they talk about the ring exploding. It implodes, maybe. And collapses might be the better word for it.
1: Yeah. Because there are exploding ring matches also, by the way.
0: Which is, <laughs> yeah, a, di- oh, which yeah. is a
1: different thing entirely. Um, this is uh, so uh, Kyota, the ref, calls down referees and trainers this is where we get the soundbite from the don't try this at home of michael cole saying trainers emts referees down right that's where that's where we get this and it's like every ref in the locker room plus like every you know medical official they all come out and check on these guys and they're just lying there and um yeah that that's uh i think michael ends up saying like what a night from orlando
0: that's uh, right as we get a no contest for our main event that's right, as we go off the air. That's exactly right. We see the folks crowd around Big Show and Brock. And uh, it was eight minutes long, no contest, uh, officially, will be how they describe it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was an interesting show. Will, I'd love to get your thoughts on the show and, and your rating for it. We use the uh, SmackDown video games of this era to determine a rating from Here Comes the Pain, Shut Your Mouth, and Just Bring It, meaning bad eh, and good. Respectfully, Will, I'd love to get your rating for the night.
1: Yeah, uh, I feel like SmackDown's turning a corner in a good way uh i thought last week's anaheim show was fun um i forgot what rating i gave the pensacola show i think i maybe maybe gave it like a a middle of the road rating or something but it seems like we're turning a corner it seems like um it's kind of uh i don't know it's uh it's 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 getting better even though not every single thing in the show is excellent uh it seems like uh, you know the the main event scene is getting interesting again with Kurt Angle in there it's it's really good to have him back and you know right now he's just kind of um, changing character right or changing his uh, alignments we're just seeing him fire his old guys and kind of be a babyface now offer bro- uh, big show breath mints all that kind of thing um, fun yeah. fun stuff raise the cruiserweight champion as well he should be i know he feel it's a demotion but it does you know he is now uh, really propping up that section of the show where Matt Hardy was just kind of a placeholder, uh, kind of heel cruiserweight champion. Not really a cruiserweight in, like, kind of a the purest wrestling sense. Uh, yeah. Mr. America stuff will end soon, so that's good. Roddy Piper is going to be out of the show, so that's also good. And, and then we'll see. Um, do we know how long Chavo is out for? With Because uh, Eddie and Tejeria have the... Titles currently, they're, they're, uh, didn't have a lot to do this week besides that one segment. Uh, anyway, things are getting, uh, it, it, it's fun. I thought, I thought this was an entertaining show, um, all round. And, um, you know, with this, um, you know, a very fun kind of, uh, championship bookend of a cruiseweight uh, title opener and this, uh, you know, pretty historic main event finish. Um, I'm going to give it a, just bring it. I, I thought it was, I thought it was fun.
0: You know, I, uh, I'm i also going to give it a Just Bring It. I, yeah, I'm with you there. Sure. I think that they gain a lot. These shows gain a lot from having main event matches they talk up. And it just yeah. that's just simple wrestling 101. It's not something they did a lot, uh, f- you know, for a while. But uh, they were doing it in the fall. It worked out well. And they had nice big matches that really mattered. Although, honestly, in the fall, you would often get a really great tag match or, like, a nice little, like, match between one of the guys in the SmackDown 6. Uh and then the main event would be like Matt Harney versus Brock Lesnar and be like some sort of shenanigans that would happen there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I, I did like this. I like what they're doing with the shows. Um, I I like it despite the Mr. America Zach Gow and Man stuff. Yeah. I like it despite Chris Benoit continuing to lose. Uh Ray's Match was fun. I like the Kurt stuff generally. And and it's a, now there's it a classic ending. This is like a uh this is the kind of thing where if you're gonna go back, and I hope you are, if you're going back and watching SmackDowns. From this time, it's like a nice little retro run. This is one you're going to run into when you go, oh, this is fun. This is the show where it happened. Yeah, it gives you a good and-
1: snapshot of this era, too, because just about everybody's like represented and on the show.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's also the end of uh, Piper's appearance on the podcast and on yeah. SmackDown for a while. So that's yeah, an interesting yeah. little thing, too. That's right. So, yeah, the next week's show that we're going to be covering is going to be the June nineteenth, two 2003 episode of SmackDown. We still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks to go until Vengeance. Uh, now there is going to be a show at Madison Square Garden in a couple weeks, and there is a U.S. US title tournament coming up, uh, and some more interesting stuff in there. So we've got some stuff to do before we get to the uh, to Vengeance. So we will see how that goes. Good stuff um, coming because
1: without yeah. a pay per view, they can put these big matches on these uh, on these weekly shows. It's true. So yeah. you do
0: have that advantage where you you you, may, you might be getting a little bit more out of the weekly shows, even if there might be a little. Uh, Question of the momentum of the whole thing. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Will, thanks so much for joining me for this 200th episode of SmackDown. Man, I can't believe we've done 200 episodes. Uh,
1: it's insane. It really is. I can't wait to do the next 200. The next 200 after that. Let's get to 2,000. Who's gonna stop us? Wow. Yeah.
0: What a choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can think. Yeah. At least me probably would at some point probably oh, stop us. Right, well, yeah. That's um. That's great. Now, Will. Before Before we leave the podcast here, I just wonder if you could uh, just come here for a second. I just gotta. We're yeah. gonna. gonna get to the top of the top rope here i wonder no, if you can come yeah, join low. me here. You're, you're, Great. Way, you're way up there uh, i know hey hey don't, hey, don't mind me. me i'm just gonna put, yeah, yeah i'm just gonna get you up here i'm just gonna right. okay you just get my you're Whoa. under my arm here and i'll get Whoa. you over my shoulder hey, here what the what the, what's going on oh. all right we're going for yeah. the ride yeah. there we go oh no the podcast collapsed